Skam's name is Cav. Cav is part of a crew of bounty hunters in pursuit of the Pirate Queen along the edge of the Empire. This listener should pay no heed to the rumors of forklift theft, destroyed market stalls, or biscuit baron blaster discharges. Cav assures this listener, this crew are consummate professionals, and that market stall had it coming. Cav's adventures are documented in a podcast called Heroes of the Hydean Way, and may be listened to at theheideanway.com. Have you ever wondered what it would be like if your favorite comic book superheroes jumped off the page and onto the silver screen, and then went back in time to before the silver screen, so they were only on the radio, but then went forwards in time once again to when there were computers, and all of a sudden the radio program was on the internet? Well, wonder no more, for this is the Arrow Girl Podcast. To hear more from our heroic heroine and her gallant gorilla, head to arrowgirladventures.podbean.com. In a world where there are hundreds of actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcasts, Tavern Tales is one of them. But if you're a fan of humor, great exposition, and module play, come check out our adventures as we work our way through the tales of the yawning portal and occasionally a dungeon in a box. Every month we also step back from the table to let our junior crew sit down to tell their story on Tavern Tales Junior. So swing by and grab a seat at the bar as we present Tavern Tales weekly wherever podcasts can be found. Rashomon a land where spirits roam and witches rule. Three women are embroiled in a divine plot, and it is up to them to uncover why. Join the adventures of the Broadswords at thebroadswords.com. Hi there, I'm Christine Chester. Normally I'm a player and the editor for the Star Wars actual play podcast, Heroes of the Hydean Way. But for International Podcasting Month, I will be GMing a game of Force and Destiny, which will be taking place on the fantastical world of Week. Uh, unlike most of the Star Wars galaxy, Week bears a bit more of a resemblance to medieval fantasy. The Force is viewed as magic. Technology is often viewed as uh, these like relics or enchanted items. Uh, there are no starships that are flying about, so it's a bit different as we will be getting into. Uh, and I have with me uh, three wonderful players. Uh, why don't you go ahead and go ahead and introduce yourselves? I'm Marie Claire Gould, and I play on the podcast and actual five E RPG Tavern Tales. And I also have a Star Wars podcast where we talk about the fans, the Force, and everything to do with Star Wars, um, which is called What the Force. So who are you going to be playing today? So Deanne is a mystic Makashi duelist who specializes in just being very present with the Force and <laughs> is able to bring a lot of her personality to how she views the Force and how she reacts to the world. She is tall, she has blue skin and blue leku. Sure. Hi. I'm uh, Dwayne Feenstra. I am a writer-producer of an audio drama called The Adventures of Arrow Girl. I'm also the GM for uh, an actual play podcast called Flight Risk, which might be out by the time this comes out. I don't know, but we're working on it, so that's coming out soon. That's exciting. And I am playing Craven. He's a Zabrak uh, seeker 
Pathfinder. He is uh, average height, kind of slight build, pale skin, kind of uh, unkempt, and a little bit on the crazy side. He's a more of a recluse, and he views his force powers not as much of a blessing, but probably a little bit more of a curse. Well, I am Victoria Rogers. I am the producer and DM for The Broadswords, a actual play D&D 5e uh, podcast. And we're all women and we have a lot of fun. Uh, and today I will be playing Mespa Torchbringer, a human armor who also happens to be a cindery priest. Uh, so she's a priest who works with lava and she's essentially a glorified smith um, or crafter of some sort. And she is force sensitive. She is a force user, um, though they, they call it magic here in week. And she is 41 years old. She has... She, she has dark skin. Um, she she's out in the sun a lot. Uh, she her face is kind of has a leathery feel to it um, because of her the time that she spends in front of the forge and out like with heat and the elements. And she has very deep crow's feet. Her hair is kept super short, almost buzz cut, um, simply because she's she's working with lava. She's working with with fire and and things that are hot. And yeah, she she's very simple, very humble, very quiet. And well, you'll find this out, but she's she's quite religious. So we have three very different perspectives towards magic here today. And uh, let's see how uh, how the magic and week is treating you all today. I want to begin with um, I want everybody to roll a force die. That's the the white twelve sided die. Uh, this is going to create our destiny pool. And because I like to have a little bit more in the pool, I am going to roll one as well. Okay, so we have three dark side points and two light side points. However, and uh, Victoria and uh, Mary Claire, you may want to uh, throw things at them, but because of uh, Craven's certain uh, uh, affinity for the force, one of those light side points is going to be corrupted into a dark side point as well. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, so we can now see our destiny pool up at the top. So one light for dark. Uh, in addition, uh, don't worry about this, but I need to roll a little something at the start for just some uh, some things going on in the background. Okay. Because so I just rolled four force dice and got two dark side points and two light side points, which you'll find out what that's about in a little bit. Okay. So five years ago, the border town of... Um, Five years ago, the border town of Stormhaven was the site of a shardfall. Uh, any area that experiences one of these fallen pieces of heaven is blessed with prosperity as the techno-relics inside, be they devices such as long seers that allow you to see at a distance, light throwers used as weapons, or even enchanted armors are invaluable to many groups across week. And a month ago... Stormhaven fell silent. No shipments have arrived, no ships or word heard at all. Fearing something has happened to the people of Stormhaven, the paladins of the Adamite Tower dispatched a pair of paladins to investigate, and the order of the Cindieri priests sent one of their own, Mespa, as well to look into the matter. Uh, Mespa when the paladins didn't show up for your scheduled meeting in Black Hollow, 
uh, you found a couple of new companions, uh, namely a wandering uh, swords Twi'lek and a local guide to try to assist you in uh, checking things out for yourself. Um, and the three of you have been traveling for about two weeks at this point. And our story picks up on midday on the 14th day when you're reaching the very outskirts of Stormhaven. The dirt road you've been uh, traveling along is continuing on to the north. You can see the actual town of Stormhaven on the horizon actually looking pretty peaceful, uh, at, uh, at least from this distance. However, not far from the road, you see a farmhouse and a barn. The farmhouse's doors have been knocked off of its hinges, but far more disturbing and what caught your eye in the first place is the second story of this house has a huge gouge torn out of it. It's like some great monster just came up and like bit into it. And that's where we're starting. Mm. Do I know, do I happen to know whose farmhouse this was? Uh, go ahead and make me a knowledge outer rim. Okay, so that would be uh, yellow and uh, and uh, is it intellect? Yep. So and, two greens. Uh, so the way it works is uh, you start off with your intellect square of two, and then your what you have one skill. Yeah. Yep. So that'll convert one of the greens into a yellow. Okay. So a yellow and a green, and for difficulty, oh, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, we can just roll this separately if you want, or you can roll it all together. So for the difficulty, um, you've been gone for a while, so I'm going to set this at... Uh, I'm going to make this an easy check, one purple, but I'm going to give you a setback die because, uh, you know, it, it's been a number of years. Things could have changed. Okay, so now I roll a purple and a black. Yep. Okay. Okay. So the two threat you roll will cancel out two of your advantages. And I lost. <laughs> uh, so that'll leave you with one success and one advantage. Oh, one success. Yep. Okay. So do I know who which, who owned this farmhouse or who lived here? Yes. So you know that this belonged to the Eldon family. They were a human uh, group of farmers who um, kind of on the outskirts of town, they would often, you know, come in and, uh, you know, deliver... Uh, goods out to the docks or things of that nature. Uh, they were also a little bit more notable because they are so close to the the road that leads into Stormhaven. Uh, and you have one advantage. So uh, the way I like to try to treat this, especially for knowledge checks, is you can ask me a question or you can make something up, like a small detail. Okay. Do do I notice anything about like the? large hole if it's got you know any particular shape that i might recognize or anything like that i'll give you this it doesn't look like any like there are a couple of weird creatures and and large monsters and things on week it doesn't remind you of anything of that nature at least from this distance just the 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 chunk that's torn out is just too large okay so it's it's probably not something natural or uh it seems maybe like a relic or something I'm what I'm looking at this. I'll I'll, I'll share this and I'll mess mess bud. I I know I know this family. I I know this I know this family. Hmm. I'm looking at this and, and from the distance that we're at. Mm -hmm. Can I tell if it was an explosion, like it the hole started from within and went out, 
or can I tell that it came from without and went in? Ooh, uh, that is a that is a good question. Um, I could see this either being a perception test or I would let you do a mechanics check. It might be a little harder from this distance, but mm-hmm. I could see, but that kind of governs the use of explosives and things like that. Yeah, that that's that's what I was wondering yeah. if if there was any kind of explosives it, and then, you know, like if I see like anything that's blackened or, you know, mm-hmm. signs of, of explosion. Okay, sweet. So, that means I have two proficiency and then two green. Yep. And then for difficulty, I'm going to set this as an average. So uh, two purple uh, with a pair of setback dice due to the distance. Well, I get um, to ignore two setback for mechanics checks so due you, to you're my very, gearhead. You're very perceptive, so you get to throw those out. But one more thing before you roll... I'm going to flip over one of these Dirkside points to make one of those purples a red, so a challenge die. Great. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so I have I have two green, two yellow, one purple, and one red. Yep. Okay. Oh, well, screw you in your challenge die, yep. because I just got one success and four advantage. Okay. <laughs> so the one success... Um, it definitely looks to you like an outer force went in. You don't see okay. any black marks. You don't see any black marks on uh, around that sort of that gouge. However, you have four advantages. And I'm going to go in and uh, if you don't mind, I will spend one of those advantages just to give you a little something extra. You, okay. however, do notice there are some scorch marks uh, in like the field itself. And it's it's a little eerie because it's in this this like long like line. And then you have three other advantages. So what else do you notice? What do you want to know? You said that the scorch marks are in a line. Yep. So they like in a uniform kind of line? Uh fairly uniform. It's not like a a perfect line like it's not like say something um necessarily like from a light thrower or something of that nature Mm -hmm. um but it's still it's not like somebody say like threw out oil and set this like the field ablaze with a torch it's still Mm -hmm. too perfect for that okay and how long is that line how big is it uh it's pretty uh it's pretty long it's about like 30 30 feet okay the the advantage is there's a dog okay uh, t- t- what are dogs like on week? <laughs> um, well, this one has black skin and no fur. Okay. And a short stubby tail. Space um, pitbull. Are, are you putting M- Mabari in Force of Destiny? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I am. <laughs> okay. So, I just want uh, a dog friend. Um, but right. no, there, there's a dog there, um, and the dog is is a very good sniffer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So so there's a dog there now. There is this uh, this short stubby tailed dog. That uh, you notice out in the field, uh, and the dog uh, is approaching you uh, first, kind of quickly, and then sort of is is uh, coming towards um, a stop, still maybe uh, like ten feet away, and starts barking. 
I crouch down. Okay. Like it's like I sit back on my heels, mm-hmm. and I I pull out like a dried meat ration, mm-hmm. and I I hold it out open palm, and I just wait patiently. Okay. Um, I want a survival check from you. Okay. So that's get... a cunning skill. Yep. I I get two greens. Yep. Uh, I'm going to give you. Uh, a bunch of boosts. Uh, one, because you're waiting patiently. One, because you have the food out. And one, because it was your advantages that spawned this dog <laughs> into existence. Well, that's uh, very kind of you. <laughs> and the difficulty on this is going to uh, only be one purple. So an easy difficulty. Oh, yeah, you don't have to wait very long at all. So uh, four successes and a threat... The uh, the dog comes like right up to you and takes the um the the food out of your out of your hand. The threat is just like the the dog seems pretty hungry and it kind of like nips you a little bit. You know how dogs do when they get overly eager. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't doesn't hurt too bad, but it still kind of got your hand a little bit. Oh, good dog, good dog. And I rub my hand after they after the dog. Do I notice um its gender? I kind uh, of peer underneath. <laughs> uh, let's let's go in and say this is a male dog. Okay, good boy. Yeah, you're hungry, huh? Mm-hmm. And I give it a good scratch behind the ears. I really like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so I have animal empathy. Mm-hmm. Yes, can you I do. use can I use that to get a feeling of what the dog is? either feels about the situation around it, if it's feeling scared or if it's just hungry, how would I be able to do that? Uh, so this is not technically how it works in the rules, but it's how I'm going to treat it because I think it's cool for the situation. Uh, go ahead and roll me your force rating. So that'll be, um, I think in your case, two. And we're going to start getting into our force powers. Okay, Ooh. so how, what, do I roll? what am I rolling? Uh, you're going to roll your force rating, which I think in your cases are will be two of your force dice, so the, the, the white 12-siders. Two of the white 12-siders, all right. Two dark side. Okay. So now here's where we start getting to our, our force rules. So uh, this is not how it works for Mespa or Deanne, but this is how it works for Craven. Uh, Craven, uh, you can spend those dark side points freely, mm-hmm. however... If you spend them, you do still gain a conflict. Okay. So just something to keep track of where uh, basically as you're opening up your mind to this dog, you are drawing upon some of your your curse Mm -hmm. uh, where uh, you know that that it it can have consequences later on. Okay. I'm I'm fine doing that. We need to know what's going on. And it's part of my life, this curse, and I have to accept it. All right. Are you spending one pip or both? Um... I guess just one pip. I don't need to overdo it on this poor little canine. Okay. So just, uh, so one pip, uh, you feel, um, like with a dog, the emotions I think are all at the surface. And right now the, the dog is just overjoyed, um, by both the, the scratches and the food where he's just, uh, you know, he's been, things have been a little bit rough and it's just nice having that companionship and uh and having something resembling a meal but you also do feel this um like this loneliness underneath like it's like the dog sort of it's excited to meet mespa but also mespa 
isn't his person. Okay, so he hasn't seen still... his person in a while. Yeah. Okay, so... Alright, so I'll, I'll, I'll turn to my compatriots. This dog has been alone for a while, and it's very, very hungry, so whatever happened, happened a while ago. I don't think we're in any immediate danger, but we should be aware. Something happened to these people. Understood. And I give the dog another scritch, and mm-hmm. I stand, and then I pat my thigh a couple times to tell it to follow me, and I start making my way towards the farmhouse to investigate. Okay. Uh, the dog follows you as you're getting closer, um, up until you're getting to about the like the front door, and the dog starts to whimper. Mm. And it doesn't seem to want to proceed. never a good sign no i i want to be cautious okay with this because um with, with my knowledge of fire and mechanics and everything um i know something happened here possibly yes. um nefarious so i am going to take out my dawn blade what does that look like it doesn't look like much, really. It's a cobbled together um, hodgepodge of of artifacts, of, of pieces uh, that that I've managed to get my hands on as a Cinderay priest, and then a whole lot of other like hand forged elements added into it. But the what makes it so interesting is that you can see within the hilt. There is the glow of a deep red, and it's 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 molten inside, and mm. there isn't anything really there to contain it. So so to to the the outside eye, it would just look like there's lava inside a hilt, just chilling um, somehow. <laughs> To a force user, That's awesome. um, they might suspect something else. Yeah. So is this the first time we've seen you wield this thing in our two weeks, or is this something we've seen before? Have we been in trouble before this? You tell me. Uh, did you run across bandits or any kind of, uh, or some wandering creature or something that caused problems, or has it been pretty peaceful up to this point? Well... Knowing my guy, he's kind of on the paranoid side. He'd probably steer clear of everything. So if I was leading us on our way up here, it'd be probably fairly quiet. I'd say you might have seen some animals, but I would have steered clear of any real danger. Yeah, I don't really want to kill <laughs> if I don't have to. Okay, so so then no, this is the first time you have seen this contraption. Okay, then Craven are, are is definitely you... I, I'm eyeballing that thing very suspiciously. Are you activating it, or are you just holding the hilt right now? I'm just holding the hilt right now. I mean, okay. it takes all of, like, a second to activate it if I have to. Um, yep. Do you suspect danger? It, obviously, this place has been almost destroyed. Do you think that anything would have stuck around where a dog would have remained? No. Possibly. Maybe. I don't know. But I'd rather be cautious. No, fair enough. Let's go in, then. And she grabs out her own. Uh, and dog what blade. does that one look like? It has. It's mostly silver uh, or silverish metal, and seems very smooth, except for the end, which seems to be a little bit more um, 
bulky just to keep her hand on it. But it seems very, very smooth. Okay. Like uh, some of the, some of the components don't aren't scrapped <laughs> together as much. <laughs> let's let's explore then. All right, I'll ready my compound bow and follow it in. And what does that look like? <laughs> it is definitely something that has seen better days. It's looks like two or three different bows that have somehow been worked together to make one. So it looks rickety, but you can tell he's been using it for a while, that it's it's his trusty weapon. It's been through what he's been through, and it's very important to him. All right, so the three of you are going to uh, to enter the, the house, uh, and uh, Mespa, as you are stepping over the threshold, the your new dog buddy is is barking uh, at you, but isn't uh, isn't following. Uh, the like immediate room you see in the house uh, looks um, actually looks uh, fairly normal at the moment. You don't see anything that seems that out of place. Uh, there's um, kind of a, a normal like dining room table and set up. There's no there's no plates upon it or anything of that nature. It looks a little too normal and uh, for given the condition of the door being busted in. Mm-hmm. What's the mm. smell like? Uh, you smell death. Yeah. Can I do a, what would this be a perception or a vigilance check or something? Um. I think this is going to be a perception check. Okay. So I got a yellow, two green, two white. Uh, yes, in your case, because of one of your uh, one of your magic powers. Uh, and I'm also going to throw in a boost because you have Mespa there, and there's something Mespa may pick up on uh, that you may not necessarily. Um, All right. So, and then your difficulty on this is going to be... It's going to be two purple with a setback die due to essentially like concealment. Okay, so my I have removal of two setbacks, so I'll just ignore the setback. Yep, it's gone because you are keen-eyed. All right, you said, I'm sorry, how many purple? Uh, Two. All right, so two green, a yellow, a blue, a purple, and two white. It's a lot of dice. <laughs> All right. Okay. So here's we go into the force game again. So uh, the results are two advantages, a dark side pip, and then two light side pips. So now, currently you were failing. However, because of your force power, you could choose to spend that dark side pip, take another conflict, and get a success. Where your your curse is allowing you to sense something you may have missed otherwise. Alternatively, you could flip over one of those light side destiny points... In order to spend one of the light side pips, you'll take a strain for it, but you won't take the conflict. We only have two light side points right now. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah, but you apparently can use those dark side ones um, and give us no, more light ones. That's true. Oh, well, uh, Dwayne can't no. use the de- the dark destiny points. Not destiny. Oh. I, use dar- yeah. I use dark pips. Yeah. yeah. Dark pips. Yeah. Glad I snide my dark pips. Um, I, I will... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'll take I'll I'll use the dark pip and succeed and okay. add another conflict. So that gives me two. Yep. So you were at two. I'm gonna have to find a use for use for these now. Yeah, it's a I one know. shot. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So so you uh, thanks to your your curse, you pick up um, that there is uh, uh, well you were you were looking for potential threats and things like that, right? 
Yeah, I was just thinking if there's anything that we should that I should be wary of. Uh, so you you just kind of like relax and lower your bow a bit as it you realize there's there's no danger in this immediate house. However, there is a source of danger nearby, and you find your head turning in the direction. Uh, even though you're you're facing a wall at the moment, you know it's the direction towards the barn. Um, mm. with the two advantages, uh, one of which did come, uh, like Mespa did generate an advantage. Uh, Mespa, something else you smell is hard to detect at first is, uh, the smell of oil. Okay. Um, like a mechanical oil. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so you have, you have two advantages, uh, Dwayne. How do you want to spend them? Um, okay. So I know something's going on beyond the wall that I can't see through. Yes. You know, I have an ability that I can actually see through walls. But uh, uh, You do. So how do I <laughs> see through the wall then? How do I break out my Superman here? Okay. Uh, if you want to go ahead and just like see right through the wall, you had uh, two, two light side pips there. You could flip over a light side destiny point okay. and take a strain just to look right through that wall. Yeah, why the heck not? Let's live bold. All so, right. So take one strain. Okay, yep. So and you'll flip over right, that light 12. side destiny point, which you got. You uh, can actually click on to flip. All right. Uh, and yeah, you just concentrate a little bit farther, and like you look straight through the wall, and you see the barn, and then you look through the barn wall, and you see a whole bunch of. Uh, I'm trying to think of what would they would seem like to you. They're they're monsters. But they're not like flesh and blood and what you're used to dealing with. You see like cobbled together like metal components and wires mm. and things that you know belong in those in techno relics. Uh, things that you know are inside of your, your sword at the very least and probably some of the equipment of your companions. But you've never seen like... It would be generous to call this a person, but a relatively humanoid figure made out of this stuff. And you see nine such figures in this barn. And uh, you also see there are three figures, three flesh and blood figures up in like the hayloft. Okay. All right. So I raise my hand to silence everybody. Do do they notice us? And say, nobody move. There There are people and things in the barn. And they're monsters or machines or relics or something. This this is not good. We are we are severely outnumbered. This is this is not good. I don't. I, this, I mean, I I might be able to take one or two from a distance, but we are severely outnumbered. I would worry about this dog. Relics. What kind of relics? I I've never ever seen anything like this. They're like people, but relic like relic people. If that's ever a thing. I didn't know relics could be people. Do and I know if people, if relics could be people? Um, go ahead and make me, uh, hmm. Hmm. uh go, ahead, go ahead and make me a knowledge lore check. And, uh, I'm going to set this at, at hard. So a three purple, uh, difficulty. Ha ha ha. One success and two advantages. Yes. Yes. You were In aware fact, I've worked on some as a Cinderay priest. Very well then. So yeah, you've worked on so them before. Uh, there's actually a number of people of your order and of other groups that have even thought of them as gods because they are relics that can speak and move. And it's this in- 
entirely incredible thing that's been very rare uh, on Chartfalls. So to hear of like nine of them in one place is completely unheard of. And I'm assuming that like while he was looking through the wall, you weren't just like standing still. You're moving a no. little further in the house. And as you're thinking about that, like what is going on there? You like round the corner and you can see like where the staircase goes up and you see the body of a human man, uh, maybe about your age, Mespa, uh, down on the ground. And he has been pretty badly torn into but beside him, in uh, with an a like a woodcutter's axe embedded in what passed for its head, is a like relic, uh, one of these sort of people relics. And it occurs to you like when you look at it, this is not the same thing exactly because the thing you're looking at is very crudely built. You don't see like uh, it doesn't seem to have the same resemblance. Like the pieces are all kind of just wrong. Um, okay like disjointed and it looks a little bit more like a puppet whose strings have been cut than a destroyed uh like techno relic god craven yes. do you think that they caused this massacre they're still here and these people are dead they have to be responsible then mother light will bring them justice and i ignite my dawn blade. <laughs> what color is it and what does the blade look like i think it's probably a yellow and it is just long, one hand, like two, like two-handed lightsaber, but just nice and thin and pure. Okay. Bright. All right. It lights up kind of the darkened interior of the the house. Are you moving towards the barn? Oh yeah, no, I'm okay. I'm already on my way. Okay. Are you like running there? Or are you just like slowly gonna, going there? I'm gonna walk with a good pace. But okay. Yeah. I don't care if anybody follows me. This is this is the time. They've killed people I know, plus it uh it seems like they want to live in in the place of their injustice, which makes them even more monstrous. Mm-hmm. Mespa Craven, your companion has lit up her dawn blade and heads back out the door and is heading towards that barn. I look down at the dead yep. man uh at my feet. Peace be upon you. And I do a quick cursory glance at this false god um, at the next to him. Um, just using mechanics, my, my mechanical knowledge, to see if I see any weak points. This is a quick cursory glance, hmm. I will admit, because my, my companion has just rushed off and that concerns me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then I'm going to make this... Um... Looking for weaknesses. I'm going to make this two purple with a pair of setback dice because of your haste. But because this is mechanics, I don't get those. Uh, Correct. And actually, uh, before you roll this, I'm going to flip a Derek side point. So let's make it a Mm. purple and a red. Of course. I just, I want to give them back to you. (laughs) So nice. So nice. Okay. So two green, two yellow, a purple and a red. Okay. Success, but with threat. Okay. So uh, success... Uh, you're looking uh, these things over, and what occurs to you is this this design is so inefficient. Um, y- you can't imagine it doing you can't imagine it doing that much uh, like that much damage. It there it doesn't appear it's not armed at all. It doesn't appear to have any of the like 
like pistons or kind of uh, the st- like strength you would expect. Um, so they seem pretty pretty weak. Uh, and at least based on the axe embedded in this thing's uh, like head, you're guessing if you just like take out its central processing unit, separate it from the body. And can it'll I tell drop. where that central processing unit is located? Uh, it appears to be right okay. in its noggin. And from working on other uh, other like uh, techno gods, that's pretty much the what you've expect you've encountered before. Few of them have had it in their chests, but that seems to Does, be rare. When you say that this man was torn up, um, like is he yeah. cut up? Um, it's more like I'm trying to think of, of like the best way to describe this. It's more like some like a few dozen times something dug into him and tore. right. Do I see? More, more like a claw blood on the or false kind of, god. Like yes, uh, especially yeah. on its hands, or which are just like two little like pincer kind of things okay. almost. And its arms are like different lengths. Like this thing doesn't make any sense. Uh, and a threat. I'm gonna give you a strain because um, just the the fact you were doing this very quickly. You're trying to ponder this and what this mm-hmm. means and. It's it's just throwing you a little yeah, bit off. Yeah, well, and I'm concerned. Like, I'm constantly glancing over my shoulder um, at the door because my companion has just rushed off. I now know that there there's people, um, possible snipers in this barn uh, with these false gods. Um, and So I'm concerned about her safety. Yes. Uh, Craven, what are you doing? Um, well, right when she lit up her uh, Dawn Saber, is that what they're called? Dawn Blade. Dawn Blade, thank you. The Dom Blade, he takes a few steps way back and has his bow in his hand, and he is not comfortable with what's going on because he thought he was just helping some people get the Stormhaven, and now he's dealing with the curse right up in his face, made human again. And he's definitely apprehensive. Are you following uh, Deanne, or are you letting her go to the barn uh, with Mespa behind um, her? So they've, they've both uh, left? Uh Deanne left first, and Mespa leaves, like, three seconds after. Um, my my blade is not lit yet. It's not okay. activated quite yet. Okay. Um, yeah, I see Craven. Yeah, it probably is still a few seconds behind them, and it's just arguing with himself. If anyone was near him, he'd be like, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't. I know, Mom. I, I'm just, it's going to be fine. I just, they're my friends, but they're evil. Mom, I, just, <laughs> I, mean, I can do this. Just, Dad, shut up. I can do this. And he... Slowly, slowly, very slowly, it's like letting them get farther ahead because he doesn't know if he's basically fighting two groups of enemies right now, and he's just going to follow these people he thinks okay. are his friends. All right, <laughs> let's. I want everybody to go ahead and roll a cool check for initiative because all of you know what you're What's getting cool's, into. So uh, that would be ability. Oh my god! Oh my god! So not, not my not my thing. Oh, success and advantage. Um. So you you have uh. So, so what are you looking at? Yeah, I know you've got. A ridiculous presence. One. What's your cool score? Okay, so so out of your greens, you're going to replace one of those with a yellow. The the rest will stay greens, and there's no difficulty on this check because okay. um, uh, that's just how okay. initiative goes. Enjoy. Wow. <laughs> oh wait, I had some minuses. I'm sorry. Ignore those. Sorry. Uh, so that was what? Yeah. The, the, the two threats. So basically, you just you didn't have the mm-hmm. advantages. Okay, so uh, now for this particular combat, I had rolled uh, some stuff ahead of time just to save a little bit of time. So uh, our order is going to be a PC slot uh, provided by Deanne with four successes. 
then a, uh, a third party, then a PC, then two NPCs, then a PC, and then the last NPC. So up at the top, uh, it makes most sense to me that Deanne is going to go first since she was the first one out the door. But it can really be anybody. No, I'm I'm you already going to go in there. Go I might die, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so, so you're going to enter, you enter the barn. I'm going to say that's essentially a maneuver on your yep. turn. Because uh, ordinarily you get a maneuver and an action and you can take two strain to take a, a second maneuver if you so choose. Um, or convert your action to a second maneuver at no cost. And uh, there are nine of these weird-looking uh, false gods down below. And as you're first entering, they're starting to turn towards you, but they are way too slow. All right. How, what are my feelings on false gods? Do I know what they are? Or do I just think that they're, like... Uh, I don't. I can't think of a reason why. Like the fact that Mespes encountered them is is pretty rare and unusual. I don't think you you have. You may have heard a couple of like distant stories, um, but this is this is relatively new to you. Okay, so I'm gonna assu- I'm gonna assume uh, that these are the the creatures that have killed everybody. Right. Okay, uh, so I'm gonna go in and I'm going to lay waste because obviously these. Uh, infidels have killed people that I know. All right. Uh, so go for it. So uh, these are just uh, minions. So uh, your base difficulty for a melee attack is two purple. They have nothing that modifies okay. that. So then this will be a lightsaber check okay, And that you. would be... Um, lightsaber is like a regular skill plus my ability. Uh, in, in your case, it keys off of your presence because of okay. your talent. So then, yeah, you will. You have what a lightsaber yeah. score of three, I think. So it's two yellows and so you'll con- five greens. It'll be three yellows and three, three yellows. greens. Three greens get converted to to yellows because okay. of your skill of Sorry, three. I really don't. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> Yay! Wow. wow. All right. So, uh, what's the damage on your dawn blade? Sorry, my damage is six. Okay. And so then, uh, to calculate your damage, you add in one more for each success that you rolled. And if you hover your cursor over top of your line of successes, it'll tell you the number. Wow. It's like you won Star Wars. (laughs) So 13 damage. And uh, Dawn Blades have a quality called Breach, which means it ignores up to 10 points of soak. Not that these things have 10 points of soak. So you're going to go ahead and handily dispatch the first three of them. Because uh, that is the entire minion group. So what does that look so like? So she comes in, pulls her dawn blade back and says, Mother Light, give me strength. As she sweeps around, decapitating one, arcing up through the middle of another, and then down again through the last one. Very nice. And what do you want to spend that one advantage on? So a couple of things you could do. You could use it to recover a strain. You could use it to pass on a boost to the next ally to go. I'm going to pass it on a boost to Mespa uh, by basically of clearing her path. Okay. Uh, so then we we have our, our third party and uh, up in the hayloft, uh, a green Twi'lek head pops up and is looking down at this site. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> Um, her her eyes go wide at first, seeing you so handily dispatch these these things. 
uh, and uh, she hisses at her two companions up there, get the ladder. I think we're going to get out of this after all. Oh. And then we go to a PC, another PC. I guess I'm right behind her, right? Uh, yeah, you were a little bit further back. Uh, but I know you were excited yeah, to use force. I am really excited to use force leap. Um, so, so what range is this? Is this short, far, long? What? Uh, uh, currently, you were just short Good, range because that means of, I can uh, force leap. Okay, right. so I'm going to do a so, horizontal force leap. Um, oh, through this now clear path to the next batch of false gods. Um, and as I'm like four sleeping, I'm activating my dawn blade. Okay, so we're gonna do two things here. First, I want to know what does your dawn blade look like? It when looks it's lit? like a shimmering, fluctuating beam of lava. Nice. So reds yeah. and oranges. So now we're gonna go in and roll your force leap. So you're gonna roll your force rating. Hey. Oh, my force rating is, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, think it's so just too. one. Actually, now that yeah, I look I think... at it, it says force rating one. <laughs> I think that's an indicator. Yep. Okay. Yep. So you're, you're going to roll that, and that'll determine uh, kind of what you can spend on your. Okay, so your I roll here. one white die. Yep. I got a, a a dark side pip. Yep. And now, unlike uh, Craven, uh, you are a what's considered a light side user, uh, even though you're kind of in the middle. And so, how this works is. Uh, you normally spend light side pips when they generate, but you've got a dark side pip here. So a little bit of some negative emotion or something's clouding, you know, clouding things a bit, but you can still choose to draw upon it. And if you do so, you can flip over a light side destiny point and then you can spend that dark side pip. But by doing so, you will also take a strain and you will take one conflict as you're giving in. Yeah, well, I think I will because I'm... I'm concerned about these false gods. Um, it really concerns me that someone is here trying to build gods of their own. And and I, I, I've worked with these things long enough to know that that's dangerous. Especially since these yes. are very crude. Um, and the manner in which they attack people... Um, I do not like that, so I'm troubled. I'm really concerned, and, and that's that's kind of what's clouding my judgment right now. Okay, so go ahead and flip over the light side destiny point, and you will take a strain, and you have one conflict. So you are leaping into the midst of one of the, these groups. What does that look like? It really isn't very spectacular. Uh, Mespa isn't one for flourishes uh, or or being a center of attention. It's just suddenly like she's just there. She was running and then she just leaps and she just suddenly is a lot closer to these false gods than she has any really right to be. And mm-hmm. yeah, and now she wants to attack them if she can. <laughs> Okay. Yes, you can. So uh, this is, uh, they're just two purple to attack. They have nothing that modifies that. And then this will be your lightsaber skill. Okay. And my lightsaber skill is two proficiencies and then two greens. Yep. And you also get a boost because uh, Deanne passed right. that on to you when she opened up the pack. Thank you. Oh, two successes, two advantages. Okay. 
So you're going to add those two successes to the damage rating of your Dawn Blade. Two successes. My damage rate. I have so many pieces of paper. Uh, that is <laughs> six damage. So that's eight damage. And I have one breach. Okay. So, uh, so your damage alone because of the breach is going to dispatch two of the three. But then you have two advantages. What is the critical rating two. on your Dawn Blade? So now you don't have to spend the advantages on this, but you can spend those two to deal a crit and kill the third um, one of that group. Alternatively, you could spend the advantages to recover strain or instead disable you it as opposed to like kill it. Well, I guess you know what? Screw it. I'm a mechanic. I'll I'll tinker with it. Uh, I'll yeah. I'll destroy it. Okay. So uh, what does that look like? You're dispatching three of your own. Well, I I foreslept into the barn, like through those broken barn doors. I was running, boom, I'm there. And as I was running and foresleeping, I activated my dawn blade and it was just like a horizontal sweep that just went mm -hmm. through one, the second, and then the third. And then the third's head fell and rolled. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so then we come to an NPC's turn. There would have been two here, but because you dispatched that second group, there's only one remaining. <laughs> and the remaining three are actually going to turn on Deanne, who uh, is, a is a little bit closer. And they kind of like, uh, like, like shamble towards you and start swinging their weird claw arms in your direction. Okay. And I'm going to flip a dark side point. Now, you don't have any... Actually, you do have defense, don't you? Uh, yeah, I have one. Yep. And and I have lots of parry. Yeah, but we may get to that in a second. First, I gotta hit ya. So I flipped <laughs> a dark side point, uh, which between the three minion members and the dark side point, they have a pool of one green, two yellow. They're not smart enough to aim. Uh, and they're versus two purple and the setback die for your defense. And I got a success and two advantages. So the success is uh, they're going to deal five damage to you, uh, okay. which you could then uh, spend your strain to parry and reduce that damage. I would like to do that. Okay. Uh, and I think you have enough parry where you, you subtract five damage, don't you? Yeah, I have three parry. Okay. So you're going to take no damage from this. What does that look like? So essentially... Um as the claw-like droid arms come in, mm -hmm. she just kind of uh, uses her dawn blade to spin away, and it just kind of bounces the arms back. Very nice. And I have two advantages here, which um, uh, I don't think they're going to get to use this, but I think it's what makes the most sense for the... Uh, this. Actually, no, here's what they're going to do. Uh, when you had to do that parry maneuver, it did throw you a little bit off balance. So I'm going to give you a setback dying in your next action, Deanne. Okay. Okay. Uh, we then come to Craven. Jeez. <laughs> oh, this guy's world is completely shaking because he just saw someone magically leap in front of him. So <laughs> he is, yeah, he is frozen. I mean, I'm probably still a little ways outside. Can I see into the barn? Can I see? I mean, I can. Yes. Do I see the ones they're fighting? Uh, yeah, you can. You can see into the barn. Uh, you're currently at short range. I'm essentially when your turn's coming up, that's where I'm beginning you, uh, and you can still okay. see three of these things attacking one of your new companions. 
Okay, and I can't see the people that I saw through the walls upstairs, right? Uh, I can't. Not like from no your current window. position because they're up in the hayloft, and you're kind of just okay. looking through the door, so you can see the like the ground floor right now. Okay. Jeez, you can uh, move in if you want to see them. No, I'm kind of not comfortable being around all this magic. Okay. So I think I'm going to fire from where I'm at with my compound bow and try to hit the ones that are that were attacking Deanne. Okay. Now, uh, Deanne and the the false gods are engaged with one another, which mm-hmm. does carry a risk that you could hit her. Ah. <laughs> that is, that's part of war. Okay. All right. So then uh, you're currently in short range which is normally so, just one purple. However, because okay. there's that, that risk, uh, that purple becomes a red. So you're just looking at one red. Okay, and then I'm using my ranged light for the crossbow, right? I think it's your ranged heavy, but I don't think it matters because your skill, I think, oh, the, both are oh, identical. The, oh, yeah, they're the same. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, you're just really right, good so, with ranged weapons. All right, so you says I got two yellow and a green, and then you said one red? Yes, and since you're not moving, you could spend a maneuver to aim, which would give you a boost. Oh, let's do that. I'll okay. take a nice long shot. So that's one blue die. So two yellow, a green, a blue versus the red. If I hit you, I apologize in advance. <laughs> you will only okay. hit on a despair, which you did not get. There we go. Nice. So uh, what did you just, what results did you get? Um, that is, I think, I don't know. This is a triumph, I think. That's it's a, a triumph. triumph. Okay. Sorry. I'm not used to this. That's really <laughs> different than what I usually triumph, two successes and an advantage. So yay me. Uh, so let's start so, off with what's the base damage? Uh, base damage for the bow, I think. Where'd it go? It is damage is five, crit five. Okay, so with the two successes, we're looking at seven damage. Sadly, you have to get through their soak, unlike the uh, the Dawnblade users. Yes, uh, so, cheaters. So that's going to deal four wounds to one of these things. So you're going to kill one with your shot alone. Now, you could spend the triumph to take out another one, because you can treat mm-hmm. a triumph as an automatic crit, unless you want to do something okay. different with it. Um, no, I think taking out two of them with two shots right through their heads from a distance is what I was kind of hoping to do anyway. So yeah, two arrows come flying out from outside the door, going right through the robots or the, the false god's heads, and they fall to the ground, okay. and Deanne is left with just the one. And you have one advantage. What do you want to do with that? Um... I would say the the two that I hit somehow position the third one to give Deanne an advantage on her next attack, canceling out the negative she was going to get. You can't cancel out the setback, but you can pass but, on a boost. Okay, now I'll give her a boost, putting her in a putting it in a bad position to make it easier for her to kill. Yeah, nice. All right, then we are back up to the top of the round. We have a PC slot. This could be any of the three of you. There's only one of these uh, creatures left. Um, which, uh, person is Mespa or I in a better position? Is it me because of the kind of advantage? Um, possibly, but you also have the setback die, although it is currently in your face. Um, so I could see narratively either of you could work very well because Mespa could come up behind it to take it out, or it could be you mm. kind of rebalancing and taking out your attacker. Cause I'm a little off balance right now. Yeah. Okay. I'm good with either. Um... Do I first? Do I notice the people up top on the barn lock? Yes, both you and Mespa can see them up there. And do they look hmm, in charge? Uh, from like a quick glance, not so yeah. much. But you're also kind of in the middle of a fight. All right, I'm just gonna kill this guy. Okay. Because so either way, if it's if it is what I think it is, then it'll end the fight. And if not, then mm-hmm. yeah. 
So it's a setback and a boost? Yep. Uh, and two purple for the base difficulty. Okay. And the setback is black? Yes. Okay. I think I did this right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Your character is <Whoa>. disgusting. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Sweet force. Uh, for the, for the listeners, what did you get? Uh, I, I got seven uh, successes and one advantage. So uh, figure out what you want to spend that advantage on because the seven successes, you you dem- demolish this thing. What does that look like? <laughs> so as I am, you know, a little off balance, I see that it is lunging to me. I actually take a knee or, or a kneel down just slightly and almost zigzag Zorro-like my dawn blade through its legs, torso, and neck. Sending pieces of it in alternating directions. Okay. And <laughs> you can spend that advantage to recover a strain yes, or something, because like we're going to exit combat. As from the hayloft, uh, they are lowering a ladder to the, the ground floor of the barn. Do they, do they look um, adult-sized or... Uh, there was a, twi- a Twi'lek, right? Yep. All three appear to be adult-sized. Uh, the um, A Duros is actually the first one to start climbing down the ladder, uh, followed by a, a Lanik. So, so Duros are like the gray-faced aliens, so like red eyes, kind of long faces, mm-hmm. no nose, no ears. Lanik's are kind of like uh, a little bit more humanoid, like Yoda figures. They're tiny. They have long elf ears. And they're actually known as a warrior uh, species. Um, and then the Twi'lek is the third one to start coming down. And they're coming down. They have like backpacks and stuff with them. They're wearing like very sort of um, uh, simple clothes, except for the uh, the Twi'lek woman who has um, like kind of a fancier like leather vest uh, over top of her outfit. Their backpacks seem pretty light at the moment. And you can see as they're getting down there, like all three of them, like their lips are pretty like chapped and parched looking and they look tired, uh, but also kind of invigor- invigorated as uh, you have come to their rescue. Okay, I'm going to um, dispatch my, my Dawnblade from being active and uh, thank it as I put it back mm-hmm. in, you know, on my belt. Uh, the Twi'lek girl, uh, upon reaching the bottom, turns towards uh, the the currently just two of you because Craven's still outside, uh, and she like nods at you and says, uh, "Thanks. Um, you know, it's nothing personal. But you two look very important, and uh, important people didn't tend to die around here. So, and she starts trying to walk out the barn. What What do you mean by that, little one?" I forget. You're like a you're like a super tall Twi'lek, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you you are like a head taller uh, taller than her. Yeah. I mean, what do you? They're gonna come hunting for you any second. Who is they? The the Lucite. Do I know this name? Uh, you all would be familiar with this term. A Lucite is uh, is somebody who uh, they they wield magic, but they have very kind of perverse ideas regarding. Uh, how to how to wield it um it's kind of where a lot of sort of fear of magic comes from because they tend to believe it uh they derive their power from suffering of others and things of that Mm. nature 
They they have not found balance within themselves. So, so this person just walking away. Uh, the three of them are starting to I'm, move very quickly I'm, out I'm, of the barn. I'm gonna um, say, please, please stop. And if I need to like roll something to to convince them, I will. But uh, please stop. We I'm from around here. Are you from here? Uh, go ahead and make me a charm test. Okay. Uh, and you're go- I'm going to give you a boost because you are from here. Uh, and you are going to be opposed by this character. And uh, she's actually a little bit skilled in this. So you're going to... And she has reasons to kind of use her full conviction. So you're going to be up against a red and two purple. Can I help her um, in any way by standing purposely? Because I haven't deactivated my Dawnblade yet. <laughs> okay, you want to kind of be the... Uh, sh- yeah, uh, sh- I, I look She's the carrier of the stick. <laughs> yeah, and also, I mean, on my robes, I do have the symbol of the Cinderary Priests on there. Mm-hmm. So I am kind of mm-hmm. like I'm an official person um, from a, a well-respected order. Yeah. And I've got a Dawnblade that of lava. Okay. So I look kind of scary. I'm going to give you two boosts, but I'm also going to give you a setback die because you're the, because Mespa is the cops. <laughs> this, so just to confirm, this is a five and a two, five green, two yellow. Uh, it's not going to be seven dice because you, your your total should only be six. Do you have only do you have one charm or two? I have two. So then, uh, so you start off with six for your presence. Two of those are going to become yellow, so you got four green and two yellow. Okay, there we go. Uh, versus a red, two purple, you get two boosts from Mespa, a boost for, for being, being local, local, and a setback and die. Okay, a I got it of, right. That's a huge dice pool. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. We're, all the We're dice. escalating quickly. Uh, what are your results? I have two successes and three advantage. Okay, so she stops... Uh, and the setback dies, so she's not worried uh, about you being uh, an authority figure. Uh, though you also have a success from one of those boosts in there. My eyes are pleading. Yeah. So, so she stops <laughs> and rolls her eyes and says, uh, <laughs> "says if if we're gonna play twenty questions, let's make it quick." What caused that explosion in that house? The dragon. Dragon. The dragon. <laughs> Do I know anything about dragons? Uh, go ahead and make me um, a knowledge uh, lore check. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that Craven is creeped up. He's still kind of distant, but he has to hear what's going on because I, I don't trust anyone at this moment. Uh, and let's make this a hard uh, three purple check. Two success, two threat. Okay, so here's how I'm going to spin the threat. Yes, you have heard stories about dragons before. Uh, where you know there are like there are distant stories of creatures on you know from distant lands that were called dragons that were like large dangerous reptiles uh, mm-hmm. they were considered actually very valuable kills because they like generated pearls in their gullet and stuff like that but two threats they're stories you've traveled a lot of week there's no there's no such thing as a dragon are these dragons like relics like these false gods and i motion to the fallen relics behind me yeah Mm. we must stop this where are they as you say that oh (laughs) i'm gonna make use of the two dark side pips i rolled at the beginning of this i'm gonna flip this dark side destiny point 
as as you ask that question and a lot of you are sort of standing just outside the barn you hear a loud like uh, screech in the distance and there's some sort of like loud hum sound mm-hmm. and you can see this this figure this like dark figure up in the sky is approaching your position and it's getting larger the closer it gets what's its range currently it is at extreme range of you Mm. You don't think that's going to last for very long. And seeing that, the Twi'lek woman says, and this is the part <laughs> where we uh, we uh, go our separate ways. And she and her companions begin to run. Uh, interestingly enough, they're not running away from the town. They are, uh, they're not exactly following the road, but they are running sort of uh, in the general direction of Stormhaven. I... <laughs> is, is, has this thing does it, is it coming at us or is it just flying in our general direction it's hard to tell from this distance you don't have a, oh. uh, you don't have a long seer or anything like that to make it easier to tell don't I have mm-hmm. like keen sight or something that'll help me see farther away oh you do have a keen- force power do you want to make use of that yeah yeah I'm keen eyed so yeah I'll take a good long look at this thing so that's rolling two like two dice right yeah you're gonna roll your force dice because this is gonna key off of your far sight power because you right. have the, you have essentially can make your eyes into like macro binoculars. Yeah. All right. So two, two dark side again. Good lord. Um, uh, so, do you want to spin them? Yeah, I need to know what this thing is. It's it's a <laughs> dragon, you know. So okay. So you're gonna do you want to uh, so you're gonna spin both? I'll spin both. I need to know what this is because I've heard I've heard stories. I've told myself stories in the middle of the night about dragons, so <laughs> I, I'm freaking out. So, so that's two more conflict. You're also take t- uh, actually no, you don't take strain for dark side points. You you don't work that way. So just the conflict. Yeah, so I'm a, all right, uh, so about the four conflicts. So so your eyes, uh, you start like zooming in on this thing. Actually, how does that function for you? What does it feel like when Craven uses this power? Um. It, <sighs> Everything around him, it gets like this weird balance of everything goes really, really quiet because, you know, like when you're driving your car and you want to park it better, you have to lower your radio, that type of thing. So I can really pay attention. So it all goes quiet around me and it just, everything like blurs by me. And I just, all I see is this thing like zoomed up in front of my face. Like I can almost touch it. Okay. Uh, This creature, I'm not quite sure what the dragons of your nightmares look like, but it looks strange. Uh, it is this large, uh, like, quadruped form with these, like, large, like... You don't know what a bulldozer is, but if you did, you'd probably describe its claws like that. Um, it has these two funny-looking, like, protrusions, almost like wings coming from its back. But they're not really flapping. There's sort of this, like, like dis- distortion in the air uh, from underneath uh, both of them. One of which seems to actually keep, like cutting out and turning back on and so the dragon kind of wobbles it actually makes it a little less fearsome when you see it kind of do that it's like it's flying drunk um and it has this this large you know uh this large head with these sort of like um mechanical looking spines sticking out of the back and a muzzle and you can see as it's drawing closer it's it's opening up its mouth and you can actually see what looks like the a large like barrel of a light thrower or something of that nature. Uh, okay, so um and you definitely know and you don't know how. You don't know how it's seeing you from this distance, but uh like with its two like like red lit up eyes, its its photoceptors uh 
it's it's coming towards you. You have no doubt about that. It seems to know exactly where you are. Do I see any people, or I just see the dragon? You just see the dragon at the moment. There's nothing hanging off of it right now. Okay, so yeah, I, I turn to Mespa and Deanna. We have to go. It is a dragon. Dragons are real. We have to go now. It is coming right at us. We need to go. Uh, and as it does another wobble, you notice a couple like pieces fall like off of it. Just mechanical bits mm-hmm. falling to the the ground, but it's still coming okay. towards you. I'm going to I'm going to assume that it's going to the bathroom. So, let's just keep going. Okay. <laughs> this is no different than the false gods. This is the- crude. These people do not know what they're doing. We can take this. The false gods did not fly. Did not blow the roof off of a house. These are metal men. This is a dragon. I have a bow with sticks. <laughs> I cannot kill a dragon. This is not a dragon. Then what is it? Hubris. Fine. Hubris the dragon. Whatever you want to call it. It's coming to kill us. And this is it's because of you two. You did not tell me you were cursed. You brought this on us. Cursed, my <sighs> friends. Did I... Could I feel his use of magic? Absolutely. Actually, you can kind of... He's stronger. Like, he's hes pretty strong in, in with regards to his magical talents. And he so far, he's been drawing upon them pretty liberally. Yeah. I, I cock my head to the side at that. I say, you have used magic even more than Deanne or I. Do not blame this on us. I have been doing my magic my entire life, and I have yet to be attacked by Hubris the dragon. You two show up, use your magics, and the dragon appears. Your magic is different than mine. I've never How s- far away is it? Yeah. At this moment, it has entered long range, and uh, you with your, your fancy farsight vision, Craven, see that like light thrower muzzle flashes red, and... Uh, I want everybody to make mm-hmm. like an athletics or coordination check, something of that nature, like something to sort of get out of, say, the the immediate uh, area. Okay, I would like to use enhance basic power. Absolutely. So when when making an athletics check, uh, the force user may roll an enhance power check as mm-hmm. part of the pool. Yep. So you will roll your like, like what Dwayne did earlier. You're going to roll your force die with your check. Okay. And uh, your difficulty on this check is going to be uh, two red and a purple for each of you. Oh, I'm so right, sorry. So you said guys. coordination or athletics? Yeah, or you. I, I will absolutely um, work with a different idea if you have something else in mind. Stealth wouldn't work because that's not what's going on there. Uh, can I coolly walk away? <laughs> Like it's nothing. <laughs> I I mean, like that's my whole thing is just I look really cool and my leku wave in the wind. Uh, only because we d- used the the descriptions of uh, uh, the description of anime character numerous times when making your character, <laughs> so I can absolutely see this. So sure, I, okay. you can do a cool check. <laughs> yeah, I think coordination uh, only that works for me. That's three green. Is what is there a, a challenge or anything? Mm. Those are just three green. Okay. Uh, it's uh, it's versus a purple and two red, purple which is the, the what, difficulty. What ability would go with my cool? Sorry. Uh, so cool is off of your presence. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I rolled. Oh my god! This is not two, going the way I expected. <laughs> two dark force pips. 
Um, so I can spend one to gain a success or an advantage. So I'm definitely going to spend one to get a success. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, okay, so so to do that, you need to flip over a light side point. Yeah, yep. undo and, it. And you'll go ahead and take a strain and a conflict. And uh, so Mespa... You are going to like run or jump clear of this. What does that look yeah, it's like? Yeah, it's like a leap. I, I I'm a leaper. Okay. Uh, so, uh, some some things are going to happen to to poor Craven and Deanne because neither of them succeeded. <laughs> oh no. Uh, so, um, so the the damage on this oh, is no. going to be a little bit rough. Uh, so Craven. Uh, you are going to take nine damage. You do subtract your soak. Okay, so I take five. Uh, and that so five wounds, and then Deanne, you had a failure, so you're looking at ten damage. Uh, okay, minus my soak. You minus your soak. Okay, so that's nine. Yeah, uh, I, it should be eight, I think, because you do have uh, your armored clothing. One defense. Yep. Yeah, uh, it, which also gives you an extra soak. So. Uh, yep. So eight eight wounds for you, and then um, one threat sadly isn't enough to light you uh, on fire, Dwayne. Uh, which I'm I'm sad about, but you're probably not. So I'm going to give you an extra strain as as uh, this red beam of light shoots out, hits uh, like first lands uh, like behind the barn, carves through it, lighting the barn on fire, and then washes over the lot of you as it comes out in like a line. And uh, Mespid leapt clear. The other two of you tried to dodge out of the way and get hit by it. And then you have four advantages, Deanne. So what went (laughs) right here? I I will say because you generated, because as a party you generated three advantages, uh, something's going to happen with the dragon anyway. Yeah, I think uh, an important part of it should um, fall off after giving out that blast. And it's definitely very unsteady now. Yeah. yeah. Unable to aim as quite correctly. Absolutely. So I so there's two things I think are gonna occur here. One is after firing this beam, you just see like the front of the dragon, like its head is actually smoking a great deal. And you even make out a couple like sparks in the distance, like lightning on the horizon. And then the one wing, like the the like right wing that keeps kind of shorting out, kind of shorts out, and it actually does like a very like wide turn before the thing manages to kick back on, and uh, the dragon is uh, heading back in the direction of Stormhaven. Mm. So it, it's what range is it? Uh, it is currently at long range. It is starting to move back out to extreme. I really wanted it to be in short range so I could vertical leap on top of it. You're gonna have to go. You're gonna have to go chase it down. Can I hit it? Can I run that quickly? Is it going that slowly? It's not going that slowly. You could start pursuing mm. it though. It's got a given the way it that one wing is functioning, it can't stay in the air forever. Or it may not be able to stay up as high. Now your bow does does it have a range of long, Craven? Um let me go back. I, I think it does. What would it say? It says Corellian compound bow. Oh, it says range medium. Darn it. Okay, so so sadly, it is just out of your range right now, which is kind of frightening that it managed to uh, shoot from that distance, but not without consequences mm-hmm. to this thing. Right. Um, I actually just start going after it, because I know wherever it's going, mm-hmm. it's going to take me to the place that I need to destroy. Okay. 
So, so you're in pursuit of it. I I need to use a sim pack. I think. Okay. <laughs> so do you want to go ahead and like drink like one of your healing yeah healing potion healing, things? Healing potions. Is, does does it do the same uh, wound recovery? That'll recover five wounds. Okay. And then you have diminishing returns throughout the day. So then the next one will only recover four. Then the one after that three. Okay. Okay. So. I have an emergency med pack. How does that help me with the... Uh, if you want to stop and break out first aid, then you can do a medicine check to heal somebody, although Mespa is right now running down the dirt path towards... No, I'm going to follow her. That's why I, uh, okay. I wanted no. to consume that. <laughs> I'm pulling a DN. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. It's 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 what we've got to do. I agree. Um, also, how can you remind me how heal works, just in case I need to? Uh, so you can roll your force rating, and then you can spend uh, pips to recover your intel, your intellect in wounds. It does count as one of your uses of a stim pack for the day. Okay. I'm going to hold off on that. Okay. I think I'm okay for now. Uh, so you're following Mespa Craven. You start, like, busting out, like, your little first aid kit, like, ready, and... Both, both like ladies are already off. running down the path towards the so, drinking. So I sit there, I look at them, I slowly put the med pack away, and look at my left shoulder and say, Mom, what am I? I can't. Can I? Hold oh, Dad. I look at my right shoulder. Dad is. They're my friends. Friends come first. Friends come first. That's what you always said. All right. All right. I'm going to go. Shut up. I'm going to go now. I gather up my stuff and I chase after my friends. <laughs> All right. So the three of you are running down the path. Uh, towards the or maybe uh, five. What? Or maybe five? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> this is going to be funny, and we'll see, we'll see what this does. Uh, I want to go in and just get a quick like um, two purple resilience check from everybody because you're gonna be, you're oh, like sure. sprinting towards the town. It's resilience uh, is brawn. Okay, so, so I have like a swift and toughened and stuff. Does that help me with the running here? Or no, that only when I like in the, Ooh, in the forest. Uh, Swift, you have no trouble going through like the more difficult terrain and things like that. I'll go ahead and I'll mm. still give you a boost off of it. Like the, the you have a road here, so it's not too bad. But still, you're pretty used to like doing the like Aragorn Legolas Gimli thing. Mm-hmm. All right, so one <laughs> um, boost. I have um, control resilience. Then you add your force rating to a resilience check. Oh, I, I expect Mespa to to just destroy this. <laughs> yes. So two purple. I'm sorry. Uh, yes. All right. I did okay. You 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 <laughs> did great for only having one brawn. <laughs> I know. Three success, two advantages, and a dark side pip, which oh. I don't really need to use. So don't bother. I'm not. <clears throat> I I've dabbled a lot into the dark side of magic today. Yes. That's where I live. All right. So Dian, <laughs> what did you get? I got one success. Okay. So you're not like. Uh, you're doing okay keeping up, all things considered. Like this, you know, r- sprinting all out like this normally could be pretty taxing, and you're keeping up just fine. Victoria. Mm-hmm. What did you get? I got three success and two advantage. So, as I predicted, you were destroying this. This, mm-hmm. like, running like this, no problem whatsoever. You're strong. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you want to spend those two advantages on? Um... I would like the dragon to sputter again and something fall off of it. (laughs) Okay. Absolutely. So you can see the dragon in the distance. It's about extreme range from you and something else like falls off of it and lands in the dirt. And over the course of a few rounds, you're, you're going to approach that thing. And, um, 
Actually, I think I know what it is, which we'll get to in one moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Craven, what did you get? Uh, two success, and those are what, disadvantages? Those are a threat. Oh, threats, I'm sorry. Two threats. So I'm going to spend those to give you two strain. All right. Where sure, this sure. this run's taking a little bit out of you, but you're, ha- you're having no trouble keeping up. Uh, oh. Mespa, you approach, and um, the thing that ki- that fell off is kind of a... Um, it's not like a perfect circle. It looks like it was something that was like uh, in a mounting on the dragon that has fallen just completely out. And uh, mm-hmm. as you're you're getting closer, it kind of like fires off for a second, and there's sort of a distortion. It, it kicks up a bunch of dirt, and the little like circle thing kind of flies like a foot in the air and then falls over. Mm. Do I know what this is? Do I have an idea of what this is? Have I seen something like this before? Uh. You, you. I think we did. We determined you did. Like you've spent a lot of time in fume. You've been a priest mm-hmm. for a long time. So I'm going to absolutely say you know what this is. Uh, this is a what would they call this? I'm trying to think of my Dungeons and Dragons terms and like <laughs> like compare to this thing. Uh, this is a you know this is like this is a device that is capable of uh, limited flight. Uh, mm-hmm. It's something you've encountered on skyships and things of that nature. Uh, they're very, very rare um, to find one working. In Fume, they would more use them for um, like certain very specific vehicles, like uh, an advanced wagon or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that can go as high as this dragon's going is, isn't unheard of, but is unusual. It would have to come from a, uh, from a shard fall. Okay, how big is this? Uh, it's like maybe about like torso sized. Okay, so I can't just throw it in my pack and be on my way. You could pick it up and like heft it over your shoulder, though. It'd be a sweet shield. Um. <laughs> Would I be able to like jury rig it into like a little silver surfer surfboard? Uh, let's find out. <laughs> So yes. this is absolutely a mechanics check. Yes. I am going to be a jerk and flip this dark side <laughs> point. Uh, and you would have set back dice for your lack of tools, but you have mental tools. Yes, so I you do. You don't need them. Uh, so I think your base difficulty in this, it's already a repulsor generator. Uh, I'm going to say after spending that dark side point, you're looking at a red and a purple. Can I um, be incredibly encouraging of her? <laughs> uh, like, just like... You, you can do it. You can do this. I have so much faith in you. All right, you pass on your bardic inspiration. Oh wait, um, <laughs> wrong game. It's essentially that. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead and get a boost. Yay! Thanks for the confidence. I just think I think you. This is the coolest idea in existence. The true you can power of friendship all along. <laughs> Oh, wow. Two success and four advantage. Wow. <laughs> Two success. You get this thing working a little bit more reliably. Um, actually, what does it look like? Since you don't have tools, how do you repair something? Uh, magic. So you just like touch it and are you just like reworking things inside of it? Yeah. Well, I, it's really, it just looks like me staring at it. Okay. So <laughs> you just like give it the stare down. and Yeah, I give it the stare and, and like... To, to at the outsider, it's just I'm looking at it and things are kind of moving and doing things. 
Um, at times, like, if I need a weld or something like that, like, I might even use, like, my, my Dawn Blade because lava. Um, but inside my head, I mean, it, it's very precise and I'm thinking very hard and I'm visualizing everything and my mental tools are exactly that like I'm visually picturing tools moving and doing their thing mm -hmm. um, it's just no one else can see them okay so this thing as you give it the stare down it just starts working like you've just glared at it into functioning again and you have your your uh, repulsor skateboard that's sweet. And you have four um, advantages. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I'm, I, I don't know how many advantages this would take, um, but I would like that just naturally, like, just while it's in there, I worked it in there, um, there's mm -hmm. there's two kind of indents that, like, my feet can kind of fit in. Okay. Um, so I'm not, like, super locked in, so if I need to get out, I can. Or, or, or there's a quick release. I, I managed to make, like, you know, straps mm -hmm. for my feet, but there's, like, a quick release so that I can get out quickly if I need to. Okay, so basically you kind of have it where you can be secured when you want to be and get free when you want to be. Yeah, so okay. if I want to, like, force leap up onto something that I shouldn't be able to, um, I can't. Okay, so that's two advantages. <laughs> what are the other two? The other two is that it's big enough to fit other people. Okay, I'll give you, you can fit one other person for those other two. <sighs> okay, I can fit one other person. Okay. All right. Uh, and I'm going to give you one other little bonus at this point. As, as you've stopped to give this thing the the stare down, uh, you you hear some like uh, kind of a chuffing noise and you can see your your dog buddy is, is running yes! after you. <laughs> yes, dog. Uh, and I give a great big grin. I'm like, oh, yeah. And I give him more rations. Uh, one little bookkeeping thing. You know, sure. if you want to fit that third person on this, like, flight disc, if you spend a light side point, I'll give it to you. How <laughs> <laughs> many do we have? You have three currently. Yes, but then currently. there's the dog. Yeah. I thought the place was for the dog. I, know. I assumed the extra place was going to be her <laughs> and the dog on the thing going together, and we were just running on the ground underneath. <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of where, as soon as the dog came, I was like, <laughs> All right. Well, can someone carry the dog on their lap? <laughs> the one has a backpack form, a, a baby Bjorn. Uh, how big is this dog? Um, I mean, it's not the size of a Mabari. It's like a farm dog, like a... Okay. Little shepherd herding dog. Yeah, then, then like so, somebody can pick dog. it up. It might be a little pounds. awkward, but they could they could carry the dog. <laughs> Is that are, are you doing you this? Get up there. Yeah, let's spend the let's spend the light side point so the three of us can. Oh, oh, sorry, sweet. my dog. Hold on. All right, so good. let's spend let's spend the the light side point. All right, go ahead and flip it. All right, so if you click on the light side point, it will flip. There you go, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and do like. A, uh, a cut as uh, the three of you come riding into town on your new flight How does disc. This look? Uh, who's holding the dog? Um, uh, I don't have any animal. I have animal so. empathy, so I'll, I'll, I'll hold the dog. Okay, you're just like chilling with the dog. At first, yeah, he squirmed a bunch, but now he's just kind of like chill with it. He's like, all right, this, this is cool. <laughs> uh, as uh, the three of you come riding into uh, a. Not exactly desolate town, but there's no sounds of, like, people. You don't you see, like, merchant stalls or anything of that nature. What you do see 
or there are some more of those uh, false gods that are moving mm-hmm. through the city or through the town. And they seem to be taking the time to like knock on doors or uh, like assault some buildings, but they're not trying very hard. Like, it's not like they're actually trying to bust open the door. They'll try for like a couple seconds and then like move on. Or it seems mm-hmm. to be like they're, they're trying to create more noise than they are actually trying to get in. They're mechanical Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay. And uh, now that you're entering the town, so so Stormhaven uh, used to be like a little frontier town, and it has sort of this like rich dock area towards one side. Um, but the other thing it's known for is the Shardfall, and that's a, you know, still towards one of the the uh, like edges of town. And it's a pretty big you know structure normally, and you can kind of see like one of its sort of like little kind of wing things because it was kind of in sort of an eight shape. Uh, sticking up, but somebody has taken the time to erect a like crude wall around it, and mm-hmm. the wall seems to be made out of like um, uh, what you would know, Mespa, as in enchanted materials, such as you use in fume to build stronger structures. Right. But it seems very like there's a lot of weird overlapping, and the pieces are different sizes. It's not uniform at all. Can can our um mini dragon go over it your mini oh your uh your little hover thing yeah absolutely my, my, my dragon spawn <laughs> absolutely that's what i'm gonna call it just to be yeah a jerk <laughs> yep so if you want to go in and like uh it, it's a it's a little on the tall side so you start like powering up this this coil and kind of on, on its own you're starting to reach sort of the edge of its like flight limit where you're about like medium range off the ground and you're starting to rock a little bit I mean, this is one of the ones that fell out of this thing anyway. Uh, but you managed to clear it before you start, like, lowering back quickly to, towards the, the ground. And you can see the Shardfall, where half of it looks pretty decimated, where it's just been sort of stripped of these components, where you're realizing, like, the Durasteel you just came over top of, or the, the wall you just sort of came over top of, uh, like, that's the outer covering of mm-hmm. p- half of the Shardfall. And there's a few other of the like little um, like false god humanoid figures on this side, but not that many. And as you're clearing it and landing, actually, yeah, as you're clearing and landing it, uh, you notice that your your larger dragon buddy, this is exactly where uh, it went. And yeah, of course it did. Of course it did. And it's uh, like perched on the like the still intact side of this structure and you notice you will notice a woman a human woman uh with red hair wearing this uh kind of like oversized like black heavily patched robes and as she's she's standing there and she kind of reaches out a hand and closes it and as she's bringing it up a big piece of uh like metal uh pops off the shard oh, fall and she puts it against the dragon and lets go and it starts to like fuse alongside of it and then, then she's Trust reaching me. for another piece and doing the same thing and she doesn't seem to so have noticed fi- you yet so she's fixing the dragon she's repairing the dragon and how, how far away is she uh currently where you you've landed you can see her at long range from you okay none of us have long range weapons no but you can oh. start closing that distance yeah how fast does the dragon spawn go? 
that is a, I'm going to say that's essentially you have a speed one vehicle, so you can clear that long distance uh, in a maneuver, no problem. So if you want to like start closing on this thing, you can do so very rapidly on this thing. Do we want to try to stealth up to this thing, or do you want me to try to fire at it with my bow once once I get in range to distract her? Because once I fire, it's going to be a fight, but do we want to try to sneak in closer? Information might be good. (laughs) Yeah. Stealthy it is. All right, so I guess I I land. Okay. So you go ahead and land and um, I guess like put the dog down and stuff. And you're trying to like sneak closer to its position. Like where do you want to look for for information here? Well, what where what do I see like right in front of us? Uh, right in front of you um, is the the other side of the the shardfall. So um, for like our context, this is a crashed you know spaceship, mm-hmm. and it didn't land like nice and even. It's kind of cocked uh, to one mm-hmm. side, and you're sort of on the lower the lower side. Where, it's, where a lot of the pieces have been taken apart and stuff. And you can sort of see the like um, skeletal structure of the ship on this side. And your, your dragon and the woman are more towards this other side. Where the dragon is has an- landed and she's working on it and pulling from sort of the center. Is there an entrance into... There is. Uh, there is like a ramp. So this thing sort of again sideways and there's a ramp towards the center. Uh, the ramp is down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't and see anything guarding it right entrance. now. Okay. Um, hmm. I'm torn. I'm trying to figure out the best way to do this. Um, I'm I'm fairly stealthy. I can sneak up closer and try to get more information or try to see what I can see. If you guys want me to go solo, or are we doing this as a group? So we want to be stealthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can. Yeah, whispers. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can go stealth. I'm I'm good at moving by myself. I don't know how stealthy you guys are individually. Obviously, this woman is is the shadow cast by our light. So, is that a yes to stealth? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, I will, yeah, I'll make my, my way off and see if I can get closer to see if I, what I can see by getting as close as humanly possible without getting, or zabrackly possible without getting seen. Okay, so Craven's going on ahead. So, I'm going to need a stealth check from you. Sure. And this is going to be opposed by her. I'm going to be kind. I'm not going to make it her vigilance. Because okay. uh, also I see her being actually very distracted right now. She's working. She's working on her baby. Um, so after I flip this dark side point, uh, you're going to be looking at a red and two purple. Okay. So I have a few mm-hmm. powers that allow me to change what people see. Yes. Like, so would that? How do I apply those? That's when I have to do like a force die roll for them, or uh, yes, you'll you'll roll your force dice for them, and I believe you're referring so to I... the misdirect powers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have yeah, where I can make people not see me basically. Okay. So would I roll that first, or do I just add the two force die to my regular? Let's roll? go in and roll that first because that can change things rapidly in your favor depending on how you spend those pips. Alright, let me clear so my... I know at least one of the things you can do with it. Okay, so two roll... Oh, I'm not seeing what I rolled. Uh, that's the, So go ahead and reload the dice app. Yeah, let me roll. It'll be too dark, isn't it? That's what all I've been rolling all day. Yep. Yeah, I swear to God. Hey, you're the dark side force user. You know, it's, it's, That's it's pretty much right on my alley. Alright, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, this is what I do. I, I use dark. I use my dark powers, my, my fear, 
of being seen is what drives me. So I'll use one, at least one of the pips. Uh, so are you, to, are you just trying to make yourself invisible? Or are you trying to make yourself um, appear as something else? Um, I don't know what would be easier. I, I think... I think I make myself. I mean, is there anything around here that I that I could? They're like, is there like tumbleweeds or other? I mean, I can't really make myself look like a false god, right? I'm not that powerful. Uh, you absolutely I? could. You may alter you because I believe you have the alter the perceived appearance of the chosen person or object. Yeah. So okay. you, you could then appear can, as one of the the droids if you want. Okay, I'll I'll do that. I will turn my I'll make myself appear to anybody from I think I have medium range would see me as a false god, okay. and I'm going to. Walk like a robot and try to blend in. I guess. <laughs> All right, so so that'll be uh, one dark side pip to make yourself appear as a droid, and then to get okay. the, to that medium range, you need to spend the other one. Okay. So that's so that's, that's, that's two, two, two more conflict. And I'm loaded up conflict. Yep. This is gonna be uh, bad for me in the this end. This is this is why uh, there'll be consequences for poor Craven. It's uh, a good thing it's a yeah. one shot. <laughs> um, All right. So, what does that change my role? To? Okay, that this is gonna change things uh, quite a bit. So, so for your stealth check. Uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to reduce the difficulty to the one red from the dark side point I spent instead of the so you have no purples at all, and I'm going to give you three boost dice because she's distracted. You appear as something that is just around here at this point, and something she doesn't have to worry about. Okay, so my regular stealth is two yellow and a green. I get three boost versus one red. Yeah. All right. Come on, despair. Nope. <laughs> got four successes and an advantage yeah you you blend in you have no problem whatsoever you basically have free reign right now you're pretty sure you could you could walk up next to her and she wouldn't realize something was wrong until you were in her face oh that's tempting just kind of just can I sneak up and just kill her that's, that's, that's something in this game uh, is there an instant kill <laughs> you can cut, uh, approach her and try to stab her if you want uh you do have an advantage um uh, or you can go gain right. information with your your stealthiness. <laughs> I, I think I'm just gonna go with the information. If uh, yeah, I mean, what do, do I see? Other people? Or is she the only human that we've seen? She's the only human you've seen since you've entered the the town. Um, she okay. definitely appears to be the uh, the only one on this side of the wall, where you're in a very tight little area. You realize there may be other people and other buildings around here, but on this side, like you basically, you, you guys skipped right through town, uh, thanks to your your flight disc, and you are in her domain. <laughs> you are past her okay, first man. line of defenses bef- without her even right. realizing it. Okay, so what what does she look at? Does she look like a healthy person, someone who's tired, someone who's wounded? She doesn't look like a healthy person. She looks like so she- a a very tired individual she has these like large bags under her eyes and from a distance you thought she looked like you know maybe in her 20s or something but as you're getting closer she doesn't look that young at all she has actually wrinkles on her face and in her skin and you don't think it's natural uh and as you're actually you're able to kind of move around the side you can see her eyes have gone yellow which is not Mm. normal for humans at all and she seems to be using a sort of a combination of abilities as she's working on this dragon where she's lifting things up. She's using magic and, and weaving around her to be able to pick up these uh, pieces. And then she's just bonding it. it. It kind of reminds you of like a little bit what Mespa did to the, the flight disc. Uh, where she stared at it and it just started working. Except for this seems yes. to involve a lot more hand motions for her. Seems to be a bit more uh, ritual 
to to what she's doing but she's definitely doing kind of advanced work with this relic well and in creating this thing and based on the way you're able to kind of move around and stuff this is taking a good deal of her concentration this is not something she's just doing casually as she's moving these pieces around and the dragon doesn't appear to be like on at the moment you don't see like there's no light how far away am i from my friends uh, I'm going to say you've kind of moved up. You're currently, um, I'm going to say, medium range from them. Okay, so if I do something stupid, it'll take them a little while to get to me. I'm still on my, my dragon spawn. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can get there in a turn? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I've left either. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I just don't know if I should just try to take this person out because they're fixing the evil dragon. or Because at this point, I don't really know if this person's. Just... I mean, the dragon is evil, but is she evil? But she has powers, and power people are cursed, and mm-hmm. cursed people are evil. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh man, I'm torn. Um, yeah, I'm going to just go back to my friends because this is a decision that's above my pay grade. My mom, <laughs> yeah, uh, my mom, yeah, I just, I walk back to my friends and they just hear me mumbling to myself about my mom and dad just not telling me what to do. I don't know where my mom and dad were. I couldn't hear them. It's I, They usually tell me what to do. I need you guys to tell me what to do. It's worth noting that uh, when Craven comes back to you, to you, Craven doesn't appear as one of the false gods. Craven is just Craven. Mm-hmm. Uh, his power is very much directed at the the woman. Yeah. So I just go ahead and yeah, it's, I, I I couldn't. My mom and dad didn't help. They couldn't help me make my decision. And I don't. The lady, she looks sick or she's tired. And I, I could have killed her, but no one told me what to do. So I didn't know what to do. Should I have killed her? Should I go back and kill her? Well, let's. You did let's well. You did. Thank you. you did right. I don't know that you could have killed her on her, your own. Do we kill her? Perhaps we should try to convince her to leave. I'm gonna flip a Derek's side point. She stops her uh, her repairs, and the red eyes of the dragon turn back on. No, mm. oh. and uh, it starts to uh, to move around some, and she's looking uh, fairly tired for a moment, like just sort of like slumps her shoulders for a moment takes a breath and then it's almost like she's sort of just reaching out you can see the the other false gods and stuff uh start kind of like perk up a little bit mm. and uh one of them is turning should have killed her what should have killed her <laughs> what yeah. one of them is turning its head sort of in your uh your party's direction and that's when the woman like st- like looks startled for a moment and turns around and uh, sees you all at a distance. Is she Let's still get at up medium there now. range? Uh, is, she, is she at medium range or long range? She's back at long range because you move back to your companions. When she looks at us yeah. and we look at her, I say, you missed. <laughs> and I light my Dawn Blade. Yeah, I think we're going to go ahead and do a, a cool check for the lot of you for initiative. Uh, sorry, it's not going to be vigilance. Uh, for her, it's vigilance because she wasn't expecting this. I should have killed her. When in and doubt, it's, it's okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, it is, it is right, funny so how like all these things happen. Because like, I did ha- I did have things planned for like where you could get more information, but we kind of skipped past it. Is there any negatives on our... Nope. The, for initiative, it's just the just the, the straight check. And and it's I got cool. One, one advantage or one success. Okay, and a four point two. And unlike the last 
fight for these guys, I do need to roll some initiatives. So I've got... I I don't know if you know this, but I'm very cool. You you were super cool. It's only only my presence, though. (laughs) Oh, wow. You get to roll five greens and one yellow. That's a little bit better than my one green. Yeah. The Leku Leku are (laughs) flying in the wind. She's uh, she's good at uh, one set of skills. (laughs) The one thing. Which which happens to involve it. Oh, my God. Uh, there's oh. there's always a wind blowing making me look. Uh, there's when I when I smile there's a twinkle in my teeth. You know. I'm gonna com- mm-hmm. convert those dark side points to successes. Whoa! What did you roll? Uh, sh- okay, for the listeners at home, I don't know what just happened there, but Christine just rolled one success, five, <laughs> five advantages. Advantage. And six dark side pips, and apparently she's converting those into successes. So I so, think we just lost. Uh, the game's over. Yeah. So this uh, the loose sight uh, has uh, so the two green and two yellow are her vigilance. She has a good willpower, uh, and the uh, and I bl- I blame Nexus of Power for this because uh, I, I started with the base loose sight sh- stats. She has a force rating of four and the force C force power that lets her add her force rating to initiative. And unfortunately oh, yeah. she's a dark side force user and I roll nothing but dark side pips. Um, <laughs> definitely should have stabbed. Uh, bright side. She doesn't have anything like she can only spend those on successes. She doesn't have any of the other fancier stuff to like boost her defense or anything like that. Uh, so our initiative order is one NPC, two PCs an NPC a PC, and then two more NPCs. Mm. And so we're going to go ahead and begin. You're still you're at long range, which doesn't work out super well for her either. So when Mespa says, you missed, and ignites her Dawnblade, uh, she's actually going to give her initiative slot to the dragon, as she's going to say, I won't this time. And um, the dragon... Uh, is going to go ahead and use a maneuver to start moving towards you. It is not taking flight at this time. Um, so it is about halfway through long range, and then it's going to open up its mouth, and it's going to fire. Uh, unlike the earlier scene, I'm treating this more like a ranged attack. So uh, it has to deal with the long range difficulty of three purple. Uh, and its tar- primary target is going to be Mespa. However, um, DN is close enough that if it has, say, something like Blast, uh, it might affect her. Am I able to parry it if it hits me? Uh, no, because it's not targeting you directly. Okay. Um, also, uh, parry works for melee. Uh, reflect is what you need for the... Um, oh. All right. So okay. do you have any defense or anything that modifies its difficulty, Victoria? Nope. Do you want to spend a light side point to make one of its three purple or red? Yep. Okay. We've got four light side points, so... Okay. Yeah. All right, so I've got a green and two yellow versus two purple and a red. So the good news is it doesn't activate the blast on its uh, its breath weapon. Uh, the bad news from Mespa is that it's going to be 10 damage. You do get to subtract your six. So four damage. Uh, and its weapon, it, this is a slow-firing weapon, so it cannot use it on its next turn. Oh, that's good. That is good. Uh, and it generated a threat. What do you want to use that for? She wasn't finished fixing it. 
Okay, so it's still a little bit kind of damaged from all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. I'll actually, I will go in and deal it a wound just off of that. Yes. Nice. All right. And then uh, we have two PCs. Well, I we feel like two PCs on a floating disc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who can move really quickly <laughs> towards this totally woman. fling me. <laughs> Got it. So do you want to head towards <laughs> the woman or the dragon? Mm, the woman, because she's controlling the dragon. Okay. All right. So who who's going first of the two of you? Who's controlling the disc? I'm controlling the disc, I'd, I'd say, probably, because I'm... Mm. I I'm hanging on to Mespa like a scared cat. <laughs> okay. Because so, I've never flown except for the on the way here. <laughs> and we're going much faster. Uh, so, Neither have I, but it's fun. <laughs> uh, so the way this can work, Victoria, is uh, so for one maneuver, you can, you can uh, clear long range, enter medium range of her. If you suffer too strain, you can get your, you can bring you uh, to engaged with her. Yeah, I want to engage her. Okay, so you just fly right at her. And uh, what are you going to do once you're in her face? A stabber? I don't know. That seems appropriate. (laughs) That seems... I'm going to, you know, swipe at her with my Dawnblade. Okay. All right. So then uh, that is, of course, a lightsaber check. Unlike the the little false gods from before, she has a couple of things that actually she only has one thing right now that modifies your difficulty, which is she is what is called an adversary. She's an adversary two. So your two purple check is going to become two red, and I'm going to flip a dirk side point to add a purple. So my brawn only really affects like punching, right? Not necessarily uh if you take a look at your talents i believe you have the falling avalanche talent yes i do so if you hit you can i think it's suffer some strain to add your brawn to your damage yeah i suffer two strain to add damage equal to brawn to next lightsaber combat check made that turn yep so can i suffer it yep now so that my next your next strike will add the four automatically yep Right. And by my next strike, I mean this one. Okay. Or future one. Uh, let's let's say it, it activates when you hit. Okay. So I suffer the strain now. Um, I'm running out of strain. Yeah, that's the catch. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, okay. So that's what I'll do then. Uh, remember, if you do right. generate advantages, you can spend those to recover strain. Okay. All right. Oh. Nice. All right. First, let's resolve the base damage. So, uh... You're going to add your success, your, your, actually first for the listeners, what did you get? I got a triumph and a success. All right. And what's your damage? Damage is six. And then I didn't get any advantage, so I don't add that. But I add damage equal to my brawn due to falling avalanche. Mm-hmm. And my brawn is, what is it? Four. I'm trying to find it on my character sheet. Uh, it here. should be on the first page up near the top. Yes, it's four. So, ten. Ten damage. Plus the success? Plus the success. All right, so eleven. So, she, uh, as you're getting closer, does, like, throw up a hand, and she's going to suffer three strain to reduce the damage in a manner not unlike somebody's parry ability. Um, Mm -hmm. However, even with reducing the damage, she's going to take six wounds off of that. And, And you have a triumph... What do you want to spend that on? 
that just completely throws her um, unbalanced, and the 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 dragon mm-hmm. just deactivates. So what I want to say here is it's deactivated for a turn. Well, it was already deactivated for a turn. Like it couldn't shoot at it. Well, well it won't. Turn. It won't have an action on its neck. No, like, it still has other attacks. It means next turn it won't get an action. It won't get anything. All right, that's good. Does that work? Yeah, that works. All right, so let me make a note here. I have no dragon on the next turn. <laughs> All right. So, so what did this look like? What did this six-wound deactivating a dragon hit look like as you come flying at her? Well, I literally flew at her. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still on my my dragon spawn, which I'm really quick. Like, I can't wait to, like, tell her that that's what it's named. <laughs> but anyway, that I, I, I come after her, um, and I light my, my saber as I come after her, and it's just a downward strike at her and she stumbles back and she takes this I guess cauterized wound Uh, and as that happens you just kind of see the dragon deflate a bit sort of it's like head goes low the lights go out for a moment alright is there anything else you're doing on your I think that's everything for your turn right Mespa yeah I, I did a fair amount. So then uh, we have another PC, Craven or DM. I assume the hoverboarders were going to go on a blitzkrieg type attack. Okay, so we speed up there, and Mespa does her amazing attack. Yes, and off of that, I'm going to say that like because it's kind of the dragon spawn is spinning a little bit, mm-hmm. and oh. I'm an expert <laughs> duelist. I'm going to like launch myself in there it, do i need to take strain to launch my dawn blade or are you, are you throwing your dawn blade or are you just like jumping off to sl- slice i'm gonna jump and and strike yeah. her yeah. I, I don't so, i don't i'll just we'll just call that a maneuver okay so i'm gonna jump and strike in with her and because i am a uh a, i have duelist training mm-hmm. i want to get in her face so that we are dueling together okay so you're going to get a, uh, you actually have a talent for duelist training. So yes. you get a boost from that. I'm also going to give you a boost because rule of cool. Yep. Um, and uh, so your difficulty is going to be, after I flip this dark side point, two red and a purple, <laughs> uh, same as what Victoria was up against. Can I, can I flip one of the light side ones? Or did you, because you uh, did no, that, No, you can do absolutely that. do that. You can flip a light side point and then that'll convert, uh, one of your greens into another yellow, so then you'll be looking at four yellow and two green. Okay, I think that's a better choice. Mm-hmm. And so that, and then there's a purple as well. Yes, because I flipped the dark side okay. point because uh, your your the base difficulty to hit her is two red. So, so to confirm, two green, four yellow, two blue, one purple, two reds. Correct. Let's roll this. Let's do this. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's deal with the base damage first. So uh, again, she's going to burn three strain to reduce it. Okay, there you go. All right, so so, uh, what's your damage total? It's your successes plus your base damage. So base damage is six. Um, Yeah, base damage is six. Uh, It's got a one crit, but and plus four. So that's 10. Okay. So she will re- take out. Uh, she will reduce it by five, but is still going to take five more wounds. She is still standing, but she's starting to look pretty, pretty rough. Now you just mentioned you have a crit of one. 
Yeah. So do you want to crit her with one or yes. more of those advantages? Yes, I would like to. Uh, how many do you want to spend on this? I would like to spend all of okay. them. So because your crit rating on your saber is one, uh, each additional advantage adds plus 10% to the roll. So this is going to be a percentile die. So you'll see on the dice roller the, the 100. You're going to roll one of those, mm-hmm. and then whatever you get, you're going to add 30 to it. Okay. And it just occurred to me I need to uh, open up my crit chart here. All right. Do you need a sec? Uh, go ahead and uh, roll your roll what it is, and then... 94 so plus 30. So it's going to be something really, really nasty then. Oof. Yes. Uh. <laughs> no. Laughed uh, off her head. I like the sound. Uh, of that. I'm so sad. I'm not going to be able to uh, to really hurt you with her. This is getting bad very quickly. So th- that result <laughs> is knocked senseless. So the target is staggered for the remainder of the encounter. So she she has maneuvers. She cannot take an action. So she goes. So can I uh, kind of describe? Yes, please. This hit. Okay, so as as described before, I spun off of Dragon Spawn, launching myself towards her with my uh, Mother Light, as I have named my Dawn Blade, igniting, and I I sort of use the Dawn Blade to spin in and almost like twirl around her lightsaber because she's got one right uh she actually has just been using like magic to deflect blows oh okay then i'm just gonna come in and like something invisible is kind of catching your blades and trying to yeah and i'm actually gonna skim it along the metal that she's standing on and it just uses that to knock her face in (laughs) yeah she is pretty brutally (laughs) injured at this point given like she just she's seeing stars and can't stop just she's well, knocked senseless. And I'm going to stand over her with my blade at her neck then. Okay. It was going to be her turn, but now I'm going to use one of my minion groups because uh, I still want to hurt somebody. And poor Craven. <laughs> That's I figured. Uh, I haven't bothered nobody. <laughs> but back, back down at long range, uh, a group of four of your little uh, false gods are going to come upon you and try to tear into you. Do I still look like a false god, or I, I dropped that probably? Huh? Uh, I think I think that's gone, or at least uh, they don't they yeah. don't care here. Yeah. Uh, do you you don't have any defense or anything like that? Do you? Uh, no, I don't think I do. Okay. No. All right. So then they just have two purple. They have a green and two yellow. Um, eh. I'm gonna spend my dark side point to give them a third yellow. <laughs> Thanks. You're you're welcome. And I missed. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, so they start swinging at you, and they're not able to connect or, or do enough damage through. Uh, what do you have, like hide armor, kind of? Yeah, I have hide armor. Yeah. Yeah, to to really affect things there. Uh, but three advantages. What I'm going to say that they do though is one of them kind of gets caught in your bow and tears it from your grasp, so it's now down at your feet. Oh, son of a gun. Okay. Uh, and then Craven, it is your turn. All right, so my bow is not in my hand, which means I'm going to grab my vibro machete, and yeah, I just start hacking at the nearest one. I guess I don't know what else I. I mean, I could use. Could I use my force power again to disappear, basically, in front of them? I mean, I don't know how their robot sensors work compared to humanized. How does the force work with robots? Uh, that can get weird in this. For for our purposes, I'll say sure. 
Yeah, you could you could disappear from them if you just want to try to get out of the out of harm's way. Uh, yeah, I would like to. Yeah, because hand to hand fighting really isn't my thing. Okay. So, uh, so, so go ahead and roll your force rating. So just a two force die. Yep, and this does take your action. All right. It's gonna be two black. That's what I always get. You didn't get any dark side points this time. So nice. now, if you want to spend those light side points because you're a dark side user, you have to mm. flip a light a light side destiny point. Well, we got tons of those, so yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Uh, so you have the magnitude, so you can affect multiple targets, right? Yeah, I think. How many robots or false gods are fighting me? There are four on you at the moment. Okay, I think my thing, my thing was only I could do two people. Uh, but you can, you can spend multiple pips to affect to more. Yeah, you affect additional targets equal to your presence per rank of magnitude. So if, you, if you're willing to take four strain, you will be invisible to all four of these things. If I take four strain, more four more Or sorry, strain. Through, uh, no, yeah, it's four strain because you don't have any dark side pips. Yeah, that put me down to five strain. But I'd be completely invisible to him. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Because I, I, cause I don't know if I can win this fight against these four guys. All I got's a little vibro sword. Okay. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take the strain, and then I just basically, t- at least to them, I just disappear. All right. So you are invisible now. All right. We then uh, have another minion group, and then uh, the loose site. The other minion group uh, doesn't have Craven to go for anymore, so they're going to start uh, shambling in the direction of uh, the dragon spawn uh, twins. And uh, so they're just moving through like long range right now. So they're now at medium range to you. And then her, uh, she can't take an action, which is, is rough to say the least. Um, So she is going to, she doesn't have a dragon anymore. Oh, you people, (laughs) you, you hurt me. We're effective. Very effective. (laughs) Um, I did not consider that when I was making my plans. So she is going to move out of engage. And right now for this turn, I think, because she can't even like grab her dragon to try to fly out of here. Yeah, what she's doing right now is she she exits engaged and she's going to move to engaged with her dragon where she's uh, trying to like, uh, she's climbing on top of it mm-hmm. for, for her turn, even though it is not activated. Uh, so that ends round one. So she's like clambering away. Kind yes, of? You, you better believe okay. it. Okay. Yeah. I force leap onto that dragon. We'll give. I see her clambering on, and I force leap there. Uh, give us one second, because you are you are going to get that chance at the top of the round. Is technically an NPC slot. Okay. Uh, which they can't do anything yet, but the um, the uh, minion group is going to the one that wasn't engaged with Craven is going to interpose itself. Uh, it's going to basically move to uh, within short range of her, and then we have two PC slots. You want to force sleep? Yep. All right. Go ahead and roll your force die. Oh, perfect. Nice. Too late time. Uh, so what do you what do you do here? I see her cr- scrambling mm-hmm. towards the dragon, and I I do not like this abomination, um, particularly for what it's used for and and what's going on here. So I force sleep up onto it, and I have like my dawn blade out, and I want to stab down into it and rake it across. Okay, so you're attacking the dragon. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay, uh, the dragon. Uh, I'm gonna rule this round. It doesn't like it doesn't have adversary. It's not on. It does have some armor plating. So you're gonna be looking at your base difficulty of two purple, 
with two setback dice for its defense. Could I argue that because I'm mechanically inclined, that I know exactly kind of like I can have a good idea of where to scrape this into? I'll give you a boost for it. Two greens, two yellows, a blue, two purple, and that's it, right? The whole rainbow. Yeah. (laughs) I think. Okay. Is that what we said? Uh, Can you say it one more time? Okay, I got, I failed, but I have five advantage. Okay, so you're not dealing any wounds to this thing as basically it's armor plating, sort of like your your blade sort of skids off of it where it has some really tough materials built into it, but you have five advantages, so something went right during this. Um, I recovered some strain. Okay, how many, how much are you recovering? I am going to recover four. Okay. And my last advantage is going to be that my sudden leap onto there, like which I shouldn't have been able to humanly do, mm-hmm. um, and then I'm getting at her baby, yeah. that startles her, and she falls back down to the starting point. Uh, I'll tell you what, if uh, for two advantages, if you take back one of those strain, I'll let you do that. Okay. Because uh, generally, like, a free maneuver is about two. So, yeah, so you startle okay. her, and she falls back very comically, actually. Like, her very <laughs> thick robe's kind of flying over top of her feet as she goes fl- uh, flopping back down to the bottom. Is she yes. right, like, at my feet now again? Uh, no, you're still a little ways away, because she's, she's essentially at medium range from you, uh, because okay. she ran towards the dragon, and then Mespit has, like, leapt after her. Okay. So I have to still, like, run after her to get Yeah, her. actually, if you want to get engaged with her, that's going to cost you two strain. Okay, I'll okay. do that. So are you swinging at her again? Yeah, I think it makes sense that I'm next. Yep. So yep. then she's kind of between me and Mespa. Okay. All right, uh, so um, she's currently knocked prone, thanks to what Mespa did. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually going to give you a boost for that. You, of course, get the okay. boost from uh, your duelist training. Yeah. Uh, however, she is still a base difficulty of two red because uh, she is an adversary too. Okay, I'd like to take away one red with a force die uh, or a force. Uh, you can't take away red, but you can make one of your oh, greens can... and an extra green into a yellow. Okay, I'll do okay. that. Go for okay. it. I'm selfish. <laughs> it is like that. Uh, and then, is there any purples or anything? Uh, not this time, because I'm not spending the dark side point for defense, so you're just looking at the two red for her defense. Okay. So, three greens, three yellows, two blues, and two reds. Sounds right? Your yep. dice pools are ridiculous. <laughs> you're just night-level characters here, yeah. Yeah! Wow. Nice. She's going to burn the three strain again, although she's running low on that. And let's see, how much damage is this going to be? All right, so that is six plus, is it five? Uh, Yep. Ten. Or, yeah. So and then 11. And I'm going to crit. Of course. Uh, okay, so first, <laughs> first so, so 11, she minus is five, so she's going to take six more wounds. She's looking very, very t- badly battered at this point. And then for the crit, so she already has one. So if you're spending all your advantages again, you're going to do another crit at plus 30. Okay, rolling. We are good at beating up old people. (laughs) (laughs) This is a natural oldness. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this would be, uh, what, 114? So she is temporarily lame. Until this critical injury is healed, the target cannot perform more than one maneuver during (laughs) her turn. You are just slowly taking away 
every action she can do. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what does this look like? All right. So I I run up. Um, you know, my my cape and, and cloak just kind of flowing behind me. I look very cool doing it. That's part of that's part of the effect. And I'm just gonna um because we're kind of standing on some metal mm-hmm. of that of the shard. So I'm gonna just like scrape my dawn blade across the ground and like just cut into her. As, as I approach. So she's getting like the shards of the shard and mm-hmm. and the dawn blade up her body. Ugh. Very anime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's, if it weren't for the fact that the wounds were all done by dawn blade, she'd probably be bleeding a lot. She's looking really, really rough at this point and is in a full-blown panic. You can feel that exuding off of her. Can I say, are you willing to surrender? Sure. Okay. So you say that... <laughs> Her turn, she's looking at you, and you can see the, the gears turning in her, in her mind. She looks back at her, at her baby, and at Mespa on top. And then the, like, panic starts to, like, just settle down into just hatred. And she's going to use her oh. soul maneuver, because it's all she has, to, she kind of moves back to sort of, like, the crook of, like, the dragon's claw, where it's still deactivated for the moment. She's putting a hand on it, almost like she's... Um, kind of reminds you a little bit of like Mespa with the dog in the beginning. Like she's trying mm. to like, come on, come on. Uh, then we have Craven. You're invisible. The four things in front of you haven't like wandered off yet, but they're no longer swinging at you. They seem sort of aimless. Can I just make a sandwich and sit down and watch everybody do their stuff? Because I like being calm now. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> he's just gonna open up a glass bottle of water and just you could. Up. These are my crazy friends. This is my life now. Um, so how far am I from the crazy force using person? Uh, you're, I'm going to go in and cut the difference and say you're at medium range. Okay. So I could, can I pick up my bow from the ground? That's just at my feet. Yep. And, and take an aimed shot at her and try to finish her. Sure. Now aiming is going to cost you two strain. She's trying to push me down to three. Yeah. So, so this is taking a lot out of you, but it's very cool. This is, yes, uh, this is. And right. uh, she's in, uh, so you're at medium range. She's an adversary too. So both purples become red. So you're looking at a two red. I'm going to add a purple. I'm trying to get back to my dragon at least one last time uh, for the difficulty here. All right. So two red and a purple. Yep. All right. Do I have anything that can improve my... Thing. I still have my, my foresight. Does that help me if I use the force again? But God, I'm going it, it, it to It doesn't help you on a ranged attack like this. Sadly. Range attack, okay. So, yeah, Keen Eye mm-hmm. doesn't help there. All right. So, it's just my ranged. So, it's two yellow green. Can I flip a light side to mm-hmm. change my one green to a yellow? Absolutely. All right. So, I'll flip the that to give myself three yellow. So, I got three yellow versus a purple and two red. Yeah, that's all I can do. Son of a So so you fire, and I'm actually going to deal one more strain to you. Jeez, I'm going to pass out on my feet here. Yeah, as this just took a lot of effort, and you can sort of uh, uh, hear your your parents like whispering in your ear that you know that she's just like you. She's cursed. Oh, and your your arrow goes wide. All right, so then yeah, I'm now wobbly on my feet. 
Uh, you're still invisible to the the minion group, so they're kind yeah. of just chilling out. Mm. And there's no dragon this turn, so that re- ends round two. And then on round th- start of round three, the dragon's red eyes glow, mm. and it comes back up. And we begin with an NPC slot. It has Mespa on its back, and it has its <laughs> its uh, master there. It has Dian uh, right there. Uh, I think I've got to do this. So I'm going to flip the Dirk side point to activate its flight ability. And it's going to kind of like use a maneuver to sort of like scoop up uh, the loose site. And as it starts to like take flight, Mespa, you're still on top of it. And mm-hmm. Deanne, you're kind of at, at sort of like towards the back and you can like grab onto its tail if you want to. Oh, as it takes <laughs> off and flies into the air. And with its, so that was essentially, uh, uh, it's going to take two maneuvers for it, take a little bit of wounds, and for its action, what do I want to do here? Uh, for its for its action, it is going to kind of like take one of its large like clawed hands, and it's just going to try to like swat at Mespa. <laughs> uh, so no, so it's doing a a brawl attack against you. Uh, I'm absolutely going to spend my dark side point, which brings me to a green three yellow versus I think just two purple. Uh, how is that determined? Uh, do you have any defense? No. Okay. Uh, so the only way I can think of that you could increase its difficulty further is by spending a light side point to turn a purple into a red. I would do that. Yeah, I think because it scooped up its master, right? Yeah. yeah, so it's, you know, distracted. Okay. Alright, so purple becomes a red, and... Five successes and one threat. Now, its claw doesn't do as much damage as its uh, breath, so you're going to be looking at 11 damage. You do get your soak. So five damage. Uh, and I actually forgot to add in its inferior quality, so it ha- you actually have two threat to spend. Can it drop the woman? Not for two threat. That could, I could, like, we can put her in a more precarious position, if you like, kind of like the movie thing where she kind of falls out. Some yeah, she's, she's like dangling just... from like the tip of one of its claws. Yeah, but, like, it's, like, her... You said she was in robes? Yeah, like, her robes catch on the claw. Absolutely. And she's dangling there? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, She's dying in her control, starting to, like, wane here. We then have two PCs, and uh, I think think we're looking at either Dien or uh, Mespa in this situation. Did you want to go first? Since you're kind of already... On, on, on this, <laughs> I'm just kind of hanging on for dear life on the tail. So how how far away is that arm that has her? Just that, like short range from you. It's not. It's down, gonna, but not that far. I want to try to slice that arm off with my dawn blade. Ooh, I love this. Uh, I'm gonna give you a boost for rule of cool. Okay. Uh, the dragon uh, is a adversary one now that it's awake. So you're going to look at a purple, a red, plus two setback for its defense. And can I get a boost from knowing, like, to hit at a certain joint? Uh, sure. Okay. And then you do have four light side points as well. Yeah. I, I want to use those. Or some, one, two, whatever. Yeah, you can only spend um, one on a turn, say. but yeah. Okay. I can send, so I can spend one to turn one of my greens into a yep. yellow? Yeah. All right. I'm doing that and, uh, so i get uh, and given the size of this thing i'm not going to treat it as a cold shot or anything like that okay, okay so i have one green three yellows two blues one purple one red and two blacks let's do this oh jeez. 
three successes with three threats. Oh, she's falling. She's <laughs> falling off that dragon, isn't she? So, yeah, she she fell off that dragon. So here's what I think. But so am I. <laughs> uh, so here's what I think. Uh, I think happened here. Uh, so three successes. You were absolutely cutting through this arm, and the arm is going to go falling to the earth with her. And the three threat is going to come uh, in the form of as she hits. And actually, the claw of her own like pet kind of impales her, and she dies. A dragon, just the eyes go go dark, and you and Dian are falling out of the sky, towards the ground. Craven, you're on the ground. You see this, and your eyes fall to the dragon spawn. Ah, uh, that's exactly what I was going to ask you. Right? <laughs> How far away am I from this thing? Uh, so, do you want to like? Are you going to like run towards that? Yeah, I will do every. I mean, I only got two strain. I can't really do strain myself too much, but I will give it my all right here. Okay, we're so. we're gonna sit. We're gonna make this this epic. See, you're gonna make it your all, and uh, I want a piloting check from you. I know this is not a skill you have. <laughs> a pilot. Uh, so this is just gonna be. Your, Why don't make it cooking? Jeez. So this is just gonna be your agility, uh, and I'm gonna make the difficulty just two, a uh, two purple, but with setback die because you've never flown anything before. Ne- never mind this dragon spawn okay so pilot planetary right yes i actually have three green and planet planetary yeah (laughs) i'm I'm gonna flip a light side to make it two green and a yellow okay all right um and then what did you say i'm rolling against uh two purple and a setback die because you've never flown before this is awesome. All right. Is there anything else I can add? Anything? None of my forcey things can help me. I'm, I'll give you no. a boost just for rule of cool, because this is just an right. awesome scene. All right. Running onto a hoverboard <laughs> that I've never driven before to catch two people that I don't know if I really like. All right. <laughs> hey, you kept on calling us your friends. Well, the voices in my head tell me you're, you're my friends. I don't I haven't decided yet. I don't always listen to my mom and dad. All right. Here we go. Roll. Oh, there we go. All right. Not too bad. Two success and an advantage. You're a natural at this. so uh, I, was me- I was meant to hoverboard. This is my calling. All right. So uh, I want the three of you, as as Craven comes flying in here, how, what does this scene look like? Uh, I leap down onto it. I'm like s- still hanging onto the tail, yeah. right? <laughs> so... Um, and I'm not incredibly agile or anything like that. So it's it's more that I try to get myself up and, like, uh, you know, ride, like, just posing, basically, until he comes and gets me. <laughs> okay, so you kind of just, like, are on the tail, like, riding. You're getting closer and closer to the ground until the, the dragon spawn flies over there and uh, you, like, leap onto it. Yeah, I'll jump onto yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, given your lack of agility, you're a little less graceful than Mespa, kind of, you know. But there, you have two friends there to kind of grab a hold of you and pull you on. Mm-hmm. And uh, as the dragon spawn comes to like, uh, it's like slowing your fall. You see the great dragon fall on top of its master, and this big heap of components that was scattering across the land. And the dragon spawn brings you down to the ground level, and Craven, uh, as you're reaching the ground, that's kind of when your last two strain give out, and you kind of just like fall on the ground, like I am just done for the day. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm on my knees, almost hyperventilating. I can't even focus. Mm-hmm. This is why I don't have friends. This is why I don't have friends. And uh, 
the Lucite is dead. And you notice that the, the other false gods, the humanoid forms, uh, all of them have dropped. And even the walls, you realize, fell while you were in the air. And mm. that's a lot of concentration. <laughs> yeah. And this is why she was a force rating of four. Yes. It's the town is weirdly quiet without all like the mechanical whirls. And it's a couple of minutes before you see a few doors of the town cautiously open and armed townsfolk with like, you know, like pitchforks or like a smithy hammer, things of that nature, stick their heads out. And they're looking in the direction of you three in awe. Oh, I don't want to fight these people. <laughs> they're, they're... We no, don't these are have to fight these people, Craven. This is, this is my hometown. So, uh, to wrap us up, it's several days pass before Stormhaven begins to take on some degree of normalcy. And even then, there is talk of expanding the guard, of building walls, and other defenses. So I just want to know from the three of you, in the aftermath of this, first, what happened to Mespa? I went back to fume. With your dragon spawn and your dog? Yeah. <laughs> With my dragon spawn and my dog. Um, and I I go back to kind of like, I, I live in like these, kind of like a barracks almost, like a, because we, Cinderary priests live very humbly um, and will often, you know, even just sleep in people's homes that have been opened up to us but because i i live in fume where we're based there there's kind of like a dormitory mm -hmm. um and i just make my way there and then after once i've settled in i i bring my dog whom i need i name dragon <laughs> and we 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 go and visit my friend lilia just to tell her about our adventures mm -hmm. very nice and craven uh, Craven is back in the woods uh, by himself. He's staying uh, closer to Stormhaven. He's kind of the, the weirdo you see wandering around the outside of town, a little too shy to be involved, but he's, he's kind of there sometimes. Sometimes he might wander in and greet some people and see uh, if Deanna, she's still there, he might say hi to her. But he's out in the woods, and now when he's arguing with himself, there's... Not as much negativity. He doesn't listen to Mother and Father as much, but he listens to Mother Light. And that he thinks that Mother Light might be better than Mom and Dad right now. So he is kind of converting his thoughts on his curse, and maybe his new friends, especially the end, might be the way to go. Maybe he's not an evil thing. So he's mm -hmm. hopeful, for once. And Dion? Well, at first I look for um, the... The person that raised me, Roth. Uh, Roth is there. Uh, Roth is an old Lannick man. So one of the little guys with like the huge ears. And uh, he hasn't really changed that much in five years. And he's overall like just very kind of like old man grumpy about the whole thing. Like he didn't see much use in the relics before. And then all this happened. And he told people that, you know, it was bad to have the shard fall here. And... Uh, and uh, I'm actually sad that I didn't have a good opportunity to include him earlier because he was too stubborn to be afraid of the situation. Uh, he <laughs> was one of the only people that during all this going on didn't have that much problem like actually going out or trying to do some things. Um, and he wasn't considered important enough to ever be kind of attacked, but still um, 
try to help out where he could. And he, when you like show up at his doorstep, that's like one of the only things that does like bring a smile to his like very wrinkled face. And he, you know, gives you like the, the like the awkward like waist hug because you're so tall and he's so short. Yes, it's a little awkward, but um, Deanne kneels down and says, I will stay as long as you need <laughs> to like help rebuild. What took you so long? <laughs> it's been quite an adventure. Well, I look forward to hearing all about it. And, uh, and, and, and Duane, the real treasure was the friends we made, <laughs> the friends we made along the way. <laughs> so, uh, so that's going to wrap up our, uh, our international podcasting month game, uh, this crazy adventure. And, uh, I, Christine can be found on Twitter at 12th night. That's one, two TH and night with a K. And if you want to hear more star Wars, actual play, then check out my podcast, Heroes of the Hydean Way, over at theheideanway.com. Uh, I, and that's, that was so much fun. Thank you so much, Christine. You're this welcome. is amazing. Um, I am Marie Claire Gould. I can be found at Twitter, on Twitter at uh, Marie C. Gould, or uh, my podcast that I run myself is WT4 Show. Thanks. Hi, I was uh, Dwayne Feenstra. Uh, my podcast is the uh, Adventures of Arrow Girl. Those are over on Podbean. You can find me there. And yeah, Christine, this was so much fun. Marie Victoria, this was a blast. I love this kind of stuff. So this was so much fun. And the only sad thing is, this is maybe the only time I play Craven. We're going to have to get together and do this again next year, maybe. I'm going to yeah. pencil you guys <laughs> yeah. in for next year. We need to do this. Brush off the characters again. I definitely, I, I overplanned. I, I, had, I had a whole other act. I. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, that's we're just teasing for next year, folks. Next yep. podcast month, you're gonna get the sequel. And I'm Victoria. I played Mespa. You can find me at Mimi Merlot on Twitter and at the Broadswords on pretty much any social media outlet. And thank you so much. That was a blast. And thanks for allowing me to invent a dog and a hoverboard. Absolutely, I, I love it when players <laughs> do that. <laughs> it was so much fun. All right. <laughs>